Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dolphy Coffee Cast with your host Reese Bolton. And I'm Reese Jones. Today, nothing's permitted. I don't, actually, I don't, I don't, I don't know the rest right, of it. Well done, you fucked up on the very first. I really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I'll try to remember it's, what I was um, going to say. Oh, what was it? It's um, nothing is true. Everything's permitted, right? Everything's permitted. Okay, yeah. I got, I got the first, second part right. Um, <laughs> so we, today we're going to be uh, going to video game territory and oh. going to look at well, one of one of mine and probably yours as well, uh, Reese. Oh, definitely. Favorite, yeah. Video game franchises of all time, the Assassin's Creed series. So yeah, you, you know that little indie game franchise that no one's <laughs> you, ever you, heard of. The the <laughs> Prince of Persia uh, rip off. That's what the uh, who the Prince the Prince of Persia. <laughs> no, because yeah. uh, it's a oh, running it, it, it's, it's a funny joke because um, what to call it? Like uh, the Assassin's Creed series kind of came from like Prince of Persia. Yeah. It's like Prince, especially Prince of Persia game. There was like yeah. an assassin in it, and then it kind of like. Molded from that, to be honest. Yeah. And then you got Assassin's Creed series. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, actually, look at this. Like so, there, I think there's like games. Got, there's like twenty-one actual games, but then there's twelve main installment games. But yeah. then you've got a lot of spin-offs as well. Like yeah, that's um that was that's what I was thinking. Sort of like yeah, not including like mobile games or. Oh, to be honest, know, I, like... to be honest, I hardly played all the spin-off ones. I played a lot of the main ones, yeah. so that's really the most important I mean, one, to be honest. The only one I wish I'd ever played was um, Assassin's Creed Liberation, but I think that was like for Vita or something. Yeah, but it's on PlayStation yeah. now for as yeah. well, so I'm going to try and get around to playing that. Oh, um, really? But all the other games I've played, and then obviously we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out in um, mm. later this year. I do wish they changed it. To Ragnarok, they stuck with Ragnarok. Yeah, I just feel like it's such a better title. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I think they were uh, hedging for Ragnarok, but I, I think some of the like producers or execs or you know whoever had do, rec- say, do you reckon? Do you reckon? Do you think they reckon that it was like too kind of close to for Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, I agree. To, to a certain uh, to a certain extent, but I think like y- you know you got the Vikings spinoff coming out soon, and that I think that's going to be called Vikings Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean they could have named this something, something more original. But then yeah. again, if you think of Valhalla or you know, or Ragnarok, you automatically think of Vikings. So that's obviously what they were trying to capitalize on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I mean. Yeah, you know, and uh, you see like the whole promotional campaign they got now, like hashtag like a Viking. Yeah. So you know, what was it like? Um, live like a Viking, fight like a Viking. You know, yada yada yada. So you know, they are sort of pushing this badassery that is associated with Vikings. Which I mean, I as you know, the campaign boys are like you know they are su- successful in a way because people are going to watch that and people are going to buy it because it looks badass. Also, people wanted the Viking um, setting for years. Yeah, I think I remember it was from like a poll from like a couple of years ago. Was it and an it was IGN like, poll? I, I can't remember where it was, but I remember it was a poll from that was like released. I think like after Assassin's Creed Three, and it was like, "What settings yeah. do you want?" I think one of them was definitely Victorian London. Oh, uh, yeah, another one was definitely like uh, ancient Egypt and like ancient Rome. 
as yeah. well. So, anyways, we'll we'll get to um, Assassin's Creed talk in a bit, really. Um, so this is gonna be like you know a typical introduction to the podcast. Yep. You know, go over some stuff while we've been watching. Any news you want to talk about? Any funny stories? Whatever, whatever. You know, like. Um, oh, today I want to start off talking about um, the late Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Who just passed away at the age of eighty yesterday. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, like, I don't want to say he had a mixed legacy, but he definitely had a very um, successful career. Marred yeah. by mistakes, but then again, you know, I wouldn't say he's in like the great, great, the great directors. No, but I, I'd say he did direct some classic films. Yeah, some, yeah, some of these films which are yeah going to be timeless. You know, you well, like Saint Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, The Lost Boys, Elmo's Fire, um, <laughs> Falling Bat- Down, Batman and Falling Robin. Down. I feel like everyone's mentioned from Batman and Robin. He directed Falling Down. Yeah, he directed Falling Down. Holy hell. And he directed Phone Booth as well, the Colin oh Fowle film, The Guys in the Phone Booth. I remember being really young and watching that trailer and, and imagining, oh, that'd be boring. He's just in the phone booth for the whole film. <laughs> There's so much going on as Colin well. Colin Farrell. Like... Yeah. God. Yeah, but Colin I mean, Joel Schumacher, yeah, you are right. Like, he is going to be um, infamous for directing... Arguably, Batman. some of the worst Batman movies. Yeah, I mean, by worst, I mean the most campy. You know, um, help me out. Oh, I'm, How I'm, would you I'm, describe I, them? I'm going through this now. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going through this. He, right, he directed St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, The Lost Boys, yeah. Flatliners. Yeah, there was a there was a remake of that came out a couple of years ago. Falling Down. Yeah. Batman Forever with Jim Carrey. <laughs> right. You can probably hear it. Yeah. Is it right outside your house? Ice cream. A Time to Kill. Um, Batman and Robin. I mean, do you know about Time to Kill? It's based no. on it's based on a, a John Grisham novel. Oh right, yeah. And it's basically about um this um this black this black father who's like daughter yeah gets gets raped by these two white men yeah and um they get uh they go and then they get arrested obviously for um you know i think they kill as well like i'm not sure but um on in the courthouse he then the father then shoots them yeah. like with a gun and then he's put on trial then and uh matthew mcconaughey plays his lawyer who's defending Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And so it's a big film talking about race in America. Right. Like and the KKK yeah. is involved as well. You know. I um that... I mean I have to say, like, um his filmography, you're looking at the different films and recognizing some of these, like he he, he didn't stick to one genre. He's very pervasive. He's very he, Yeah. He looked like he was willing to, you know venture into sort of different territory and you know you got phantom of the opera and then you've got batman and robin falling down um the number 23 you know i mean number 23 is not a, i feel like I feel, film, but... I feel like i feel like lost boys and falling down is probably his two best made ones i would yeah. say definitely the most well-known i mean falling down is it is 
is a, it's, it's, it's quite jokerish, but it's like, yeah, there's a lot of meaning to it yeah. as well. It's all about like one man who's like dissatisfied with society yeah. and he basically goes yeah. on a rampage. Well, well, it's good because the protagonist isn't the classical um, hero. He's not even an anti-hero. No, no. He's the villain. You know, is he, he, like what you said. He's it's very much like a, a it, 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 and he just go escalates throughout the film, doesn't it? Like, yeah. one minute he's like he's got he's got a gun in like a rest in like a, a McDonald's style yeah. um, a fast food restaurant, yeah. and he's pissed off because breakfast is is over. And then next, you know. He, he he buys his guns from like an ammunition store, <laughs> like GTA Five uh, reference. GTA Five, yeah, 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 like an like a gun store basically. And then he's like, he, then he uses like bazooka on RPG and he blows up like a construction site. It's like what? Like, I mean, it's you know, it's, it's trying, like to, it's trying to show that it's like it's almost like the perfect storm. You know, like every everything goes wrong for him. Yeah, he dies he, here, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I can't remember. He, yeah, he gets um spoilers. He gets um yeah suicide by cop. Who who played the cop in that? Oh, I'm um, sure it. I'm sure it was one of those like stereotypical like oh, I, I, and I was like four days until retirement sort of thing, you know. What um, Dan, um Danny Glover. Oh, was it? No, no, no. Um, oh, I can't right. remember now. Um... I think it was Damn, where is it? Robert Duvall. He was the police officer. Ah, oh, right. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, yeah. I mean, um, one thing I think it'd be very, um, you know, it, it'll outlast many other films because Falling Down, uh, the character in it, the character of William Foster, him. Okay, that character is the basis for Frank Grimes from Simpsons, and that episode is. Which one's Frank Grimes? Um, Which one's Frank? So Frank Grimes is very much like is, is is similar to this character from Falling Down because um, everything in his life goes wrong for him, so he works hard to become um, uh, a nuclear technician. Oh, and, I remember. Yeah, it's like the episode where he gets jealous, of, where yeah. uh, Homer gets jealous of yeah. him and stuff. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, he gets jealous of Homer. Oh, that's the one, yeah, he, yeah. He sees how easy Homer's had it in, in his eyes. And he, you know, he sees like, well, if, if you've coasted through life, how, how can you afford this house? How, how have you got a good job, you know, and all this? It's good because that was definitely one of the most um, edgy uh, Simpsons episodes because, you know, he ends up killing himself at the end. So I mean, yeah, you know, you, it's you, dark, you, yeah. you, you look you look at the way uh, Grimes, you know, Grimes, uh, Grimey, Dresses. It's exactly the same as uh, Michael. I gotta rewatch. I gotta rewatch that episode. Yeah. And I need to see the uh... the hair as well. It's like one of those yeah stereotypical, not a crew cut, but do you know like one of those really like crappy hairstyles they had in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another one about yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It. it I haven't watched it in a, in a long time. Falling down, but. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those films which is like I think it's very much like you can rewatch it, you know. Do you reckon Joe Schumacher would make a good like if he was alive today, or you know if he had the opportunity in the past? Do you reckon he make a good MCU film, or do you reckon he make it too um, campy? Hmm. I mean, MCU does like to dabble in ca- uh, campishness. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. I mean, m- maybe if he was like. 
a writer on like one of the TV shows, you know, I, I mean, I say that a good MCU TV show, something akin to uh, Daredevil, yeah, or uh, Jessica Jones, you know, something hmm, which doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, because they put a lot of uh, weight into the MCU movies. So maybe like in the TV show, if he was given more freedom to do like what he wanted or like maybe like the themes he wanted to uh, mm. convey maybe he did that maybe if he was given a chance it would have been quite good because i mean looking at you he did direct a few episodes of house of cards house of cards yeah he directed like episodes yeah. five and six of the first season yeah. see i mean i wouldn't necessarily yeah. lab- label any uh es- no. episodes camp no. i'd say it's yeah, deadly definitely. Dark, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was um, wasn't the executive producer um, what's his name? The guy who did uh, the Social Network. Oh, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, this is um, <laughs> Damn, what's his heat, name? <laughs> the heat, the heat's making me forget names. Like, um, oh yeah, blame on the heat. As, as soon as I'm a member of it, I got a bit now. It's um. David Fincher, that's it. Ah, oh, Fincher. Yeah, yeah. David Fincher, um, yeah. Fight yeah. yeah, he did Fight Cup yeah. 7, like, Gone Girl and all that. I don't know, maybe, you know, Joe, Joe Schumacher, I don't know the, the circumstances of him directing uh, yeah. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, but I mean, you know, maybe he just leaned too much into, you know, he thought people wanted the old, you know, sort of campy dancing Batman, you know, whereas I think people were going, I mean, at that time, you know, Watchmen had come out to maybe the, the Zeitgeist. Uh, they wanted more gritty comic book movies, you know. Maybe just, he didn't test the waters right then, I think, you know. Me, I, I reckon he had a laugh for a minute, you know. <laughs> Although, the, the, the back credit card and the Batman pulls. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a, anything involving Mr. Oh, that's funny. That's, and Arnold that's Schwarzenegger. Funny. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice. No, to be honest, if, oh, to be honest I think I was watching and make a really good Mr. Freeze if they made if he was like cast because he can bring out like a dark, like version of Mr. Freeze. Uh, sorry, who's this? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He could, but I mean, he. I think he just likes to play comedic roles now. You know. I think he just pushes, you know, in his contracts. He just likes to play the comic relief. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger as um, Mr. Freeze. I reckon he. I reckon he could play like a. He's played dark roles in the past, so I reckon with I mean, good direction. Conan, maybe. That's a really dark role. That's that's quite campy. But like, I'm all about like. Oh, is it? It's a bit campy, to oh. be honest. Hmm. Um, moving on from that. Um, and is there anything, uh, any stories you want to talk about? Like any, um, anything you've been watching recently? Oh, um, yeah, um, anything you've been watching recently? I've been, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this already, but I've been watching, um, it was a series a few years ago on BBC, uh, The Detectorists, which I, I really recommend. It's so good. What's that about? It's, um, so I, I, am, I have mentioned this, have I? The Detectorists. The Detectorists. No, they no, are, um, no. They, they, uh, they go metal detecting and they live in like this sort of little, you know, middle England village. Oh, this is a, this uh, is a real life people. 
Uh, no, it's, it's like a, a comedy drama. Oh, right, okay. And it's like, it's very, like, you know, I, I, I viewed, like, some critics, like, they described it as very gentle, and yeah. very soothing, yeah. and it is. Like, the music yeah. is very uh, low-key and, and calm. Um, the main theme is very, it's like a lullaby. It's, it's awesome. And it's like, it's the, it doesn't relay like the frust- the frustration of not getting treasure. It's more these people, you know, they did metal detecting, but they with their mates and, you know, like they're doing it because they like doing it. The, the joy of the hunt, you know, it, it's good. It's, it's uh, Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones. Oh, that was one you posted on the, um, that's that was it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now I remember yeah. now when. Uh... So yeah, I I highlighted it because I was like, oh, this is so. Is good. It? Oh. Only three series made. It is very good. Though. Highly recommend. That's that. good. Um. Any, anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. I've um, for me, I've uh, I've watched the first episode of Perry uh, Perry Mason that came out on Sunday. Oh yeah, with Matthew. Matthew Reese, yeah. yeah. Um. Matthew Reese is such a good uh, Welsh actor, isn't he? Like, yeah. Um, from Swansea, I believe. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, and, um, yeah, he's great in this. It's obviously the first episode's come out. So, you know, it's typical historical HBO drama, which I'm always a big fan of. This one, it's... Uh, do you know much about the Pay Mason uh, TV show, the character? No, I mean, from what I've seen, all I know is that it looks like a, like a maybe like a hard-boiled noir. Or like yeah, a yeah, drama. yeah. It's set in, um, well, in the actual. There was a TV show that came out in like um, the fifties, and right. Hey Mason was like a district attorney. He was like an attorney. Ah, but this okay. one, though, he's not. Dis- he's not an attorney. He's like a, a prime investigator. So at the start, he's like investigating, like. Um, you know, affairs, um, trying to blackmail like Hollywood execs and stuff. And um, oh, it's really sure. interesting because it's all about um, it's 1930s LA. And obviously, you've got like silent movies, um, you know, kind of replaced with, you know, sound, you know, like oh, um, talkies. talkies. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Um, you've got a Great Depression still going on. You've got the Summer Olympics as well in LA. That's 1932. Um, I, yeah, so and, and, all, and all that, like, um, you know, everyone obviously wants coming from, um, like, these these poor areas, rural areas in, the, in like, America to try and make a big in, this, in LA, like, you know, yeah. um, trying to get in with the stars and stuff. Yeah. It's very interesting, and you can feel it's very, it's very noirish as well. Like yeah. Timothy Van Patten uh, directed it, and he's like, he's a really good TV director. He's directed episodes of Sopranos, Bulwark Empire. He directed the first two uh, episodes yeah. of Game of Thrones. Uh, I thought I'd uh, recommend. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So he's he's um he's done that, and if if yeah, it feels very early noir style. Um, China, well, Chinatown set in the thirties, isn't it? You mean the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's get it, kid. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. Around, it's, uh, it's very similar. It's very Chinatownish as well with like the oh, music, cool. yeah. the jazzy music, the the dim yeah. street lights, the you know like the 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 quiet, um, the quiet landscape, 
you know, the, um, yeah, like it's, re- yeah. And ever, everybody smokes. Yeah, everyone smokes. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 Borg Empire, like everyone smoked, didn't it? Like, yeah. And everybody's got pre rolled in their little cigarette holders. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, like, imagine if you're trying to get off cigarettes and you just start watching like Mad Men or Borg Empire. It was just making you want to go out and have a cigarette in it. Like, everyone. That would be like, that would be like, uh, uh, what's it called, like psychological torture? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. If you want to go cold turkey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's um. <laughs> yeah, that, that... that's a really funny thought. Actually. No, I, I want to see um, I want to see how that TV show goes, but it's got it's got off to a good start. Yeah, I've just finished watching The King of Staten Island. Ah, um, yeah, you heard good Pete, things about Pete that. Davidson, uh, Jude a- Judd Apatow. Ab- Judd Apatow is probably. One of my favorite comedy directors, I've yeah. you know he done knocked up the forty year virgin. Yeah. This is forty. He um he wrote Freaks and Geeks. So I'm gonna jump on the tower. Like the way he kind of he mixes comedy with drama is really we really done really well. Like um yeah. and the King's Island Islands really interesting because it's basically like an autobiographical autobiographical film on Pete Davidson. And it's about this. Uh, oh, really? Pete Davidson plays this guy called Scott, who yeah. um, is basically like I kind of say like a low, like a like going nowhere in life. You know, like a bit of a, like a loser type of guy. He's going yeah. nowhere in life. He like smokes weed all day and like you know doesn't do anything. And um, and it's, and then obviously his um, mother starts dating this uh, fireman, uh, Bill Burr, and. And obviously, yeah. then like you've got the whole Scott is very against Bilbo's character dating his mom and stuff, right? And it's all about yeah, it's really it's all about like what a, a somebody nobody who's trying to find his way in the world in like the mid twenties. All right, and and it's like uh, what's going Scott's dad died in a a fire when he was younger, so that obviously his dad's death has all, always been there. But it's, you know, as I say, it's autobiographical because it's about Pete Davidson kind of had these feelings after his dad died in 9-11, like, um, while working. His dad was also a fireman in um, oh, one of the first people to, um, to um, you know, got called to the, um, I think it was, yeah, yeah, to the Twin Towers. So, yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah. It's really good. Like, uh, uh, I, Bill Burr's really good in it as well. Like yeah, I like Bill Burr. I, yeah. I I feel like I feel like this the I feel like this film should get nominated for like some Golden Globes. I'm not sure about Oscars, but I feel yeah. like a Golden Globe definitely for Peter Davison yeah. and Bill Burr as well. Mm. But it's it's really good. Like I like how Joe Apatow was able to you know bring in very very serious kind of like themes and then bringing some con- comedy in it as well. Like, the idea is, like, oh, you're looking at, like, um, str- you know, themes of struggle where everyone else faces in life, like, moving out of parents' home, trying to find yourself, sex, drugs, and, you know, and all that. Rock and roll. In rock and roll. And, it, and, the comed- and then, obviously, they're able to blend comedy into it as well. So, it's, yeah. it's really good. It's a, it's a really good film. Like, um, yeah, and... Um, Oh, I've also been watching. Uh, I've been trying to catch up on like a lot of um, Netflix original documentaries as well. Oh, yeah. So um, I started watching Icarus, 
about the, oh, the yeah, Russian the dope, Lance yeah, the Russian doping scandal. Oh, oh, the Russians. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, that's I watching that. I watched Amanda Knox a couple of days ago. You know that you know Amanda Knox, the girl that was um, was accused Amanda of. Knox. She was an American student from Seattle that went to Italy for a semester when she was in yeah. her twenties, and um, her the her roommate she was staying with. She was a British student from the University of Leeds was murdered and yeah. the Italian police thought she, Amanda Knox and her boy, Italian boyfriend at the time did it. So she spent, oh, I right. think like she was found guilty and spent three years in prison, three to four years in prison, in Italian prison. Oh, right. And then they, then they had a, um, a you know, um, a, a acquittal. Um, yeah. 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 So an, yeah, an acquittal is yeah. basically like, yeah, there's, there's no, um, Guilty verdict. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So they looked back for the evidence. They found out the evidence was really like handled really badly by the Italian police. Right. So, um, so then Amanda Knox well, and her boyfriend were found not guilty and then they were be released from, uh, from prison. But it's really messed up actually because she wrote like, um, she kept a diary about basically they told her in prison that she had HIV. So oh, they basically, she wrote down everybody she slept with in this diary in yeah. prison. And like people like, oh, if I use a condom, like in this, this case or not. And then her diary got leaked to the press. And then, God. and then obviously all the people she slept with just came, that was all over the news. And people were like yeah. calling her like a whore and stuff like that. That's like, hell. like yeah. some, I've seen some articles on it and someone was like, oh, she did like a, because people thought that she, her and the, her and the boyfriend, like, killed killed um, the girl, the British girl, um, and um, like raped her. So it's yeah. yeah so it's, so it's uh, and they thought like I seen some articles like satanic ritual gone wrong and stuff like that. Like oh god, oh, god. Uh, yeah. I think I was just. The tabloids are just sensationalized. Oh god, yeah, yeah. So it's so it's so yeah. annoying. Like it really pisses me it off. It does, yeah. It. Like the way media can whole twist everything, like yeah. Like journalists can twist everything. Not all journalists, but like the bad ones. The bad ones, <laughs> yes, yes. The ones that literally don't have any, you know, emotion or thought. Wait, no emotion. journalistic integrity. No, no, no. It's like they want to sell something. Yeah. Whether or not it's of quality. Yeah. You know, it's anything as long as they can you know like just stick it inside a glossy magazine they just don't care yeah definitely um trash any... oh, um, that's it no i um i watched a few episodes well i mean i couldn't finish it there was a few episodes of this show i think it was a sky original called cobra oh but is that the one where um like london like anarchy breaks out in london yeah yeah it's like it's so you know cobra is like the um emergency like you know response uh committee i i forget what it stands for but it's like when you know terrorist threats arise or you know a, a certain danger arises to the british public like you know the i don't know what it's called like the heads of staff i don't, that's like the american yeah yeah like, Robert Carl- Robert Carl- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about those meetings, and I don't know. I, I didn't like Robert Carlyle as the PM to start. I, I thought he was a bit 
he didn't know what he was doing. I like him acting, right? I thought he was miscast. Yeah. And then you got um, the guy who played uh, uh, Beric Dondarrion from Game of Thrones. He was in it. Like, and I mean, it must be like in his contract that he can't shave or something because he still had like his beard from Fortitude in it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things wrong. There's like, you know, militia groups and all this melodrama, and it's like all this drama involved. Is there any point? Is family? Is there any point in watching it? To be honest, I mean, you can try, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's. I mean, it's not terrible. I'd say it's about like five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, it's quite cheap. You know, there's all like these like plot devices, like and. You know, right, right. One of the plot devices, sorry, not plot device, a plot point is um, they're trying to transport this like um, generator into the city to try and power the, um, to try and power it. So they're trying to go across um, like this motorway, and the motorway has um, has like collapsed. So they're trying to like ferry across the road, and then it like it's about to fall. You know, and it's like it's edging towards it. And it's like. You know it obviously isn't because like, yeah. one of the main characters, you know, he's been a hero. I think it's like one of the ministers or something. Like, oh, I tell you what, no, it's that Beric Dondarrion character. He jumps into the van and he manages to like drive it to safe safety. And I was like looking at it, like, oh, what terrible writing. And then like you know, heroic music plays and oh, it was terrible. And it was like it ended as if like they were expecting like another series to be made. Probably won't be probably cancelled. I would like... be I would be very shocked if they had a second series. I doubt. Very I doubt so. Well, I, like there probably there's probably like a few hundred people watching. They'd be like, "Oh, that's good enough. Yeah. We can make a second season out of this." Yeah. Well, the, the problem is like on Sky when like Sky um makes um a new series or you know I say like Sky original, they actively promote this was on like the hub and stuff. Oh yeah, but that's what Gangs of London. Gangs of London was like yeah, advertised exactly. everywhere. Yeah. I mean but Gangs of London was the polar opposite. It was very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I was I was, I, but, I was surprised um, at that. Like Oh it's good, isn't it? I mean like but you got like Cobra and it's just like oh, they were pushing it. Maybe it had like a, a spike in viewership mainly because people wanted something to watch. Yeah. But then I think you know views sort of started uh Tapering off. There. I'll, I'll say this, actually, we talk about Gangs London. I'll say something quickly. Um, what I love about Gangs London was it wasn't too political at all. Like I didn't feel yeah. like there was any like political like symbolism in there at mean, all. It, it it wasn't I, really like. I think it hints at political. Yeah, but it wasn't like in like... your face. Like it obviously, it, yeah. you know, Gareth Evans wasn't making a show to highlight like racial yeah. crime and poverty in London, like. Yeah. There wasn't really anything to do. Yeah. Well, I think it was to show sort of like anyone, despite your background, you know, despite your creed or race or whatever, anyone can be susceptible to corruption yeah. and violence. Yeah. Uh, especially in, you know, the city. Yeah. And I think it did a very good job, especially in the later episodes, spoilers, but uh, it shows how, um, how effective political corruption can be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I also like how it's kind of the real criminals aren't like these mafioso, like you know, like these you know these families. It's it's yeah. like these really yeah. high up, like yeah. um, what do you call it? Like it's high up 
you know, high up individuals who like control like governments, yeah. control like, you know, a lot of stuff well, like Yeah, almost like oligarchs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean and then you can apply the titles then. Gangs of London. Does that refer to um I forget what was the family called in that? Oh Wallace's you know, is it referring to the Wallace family? Or is it referring to like you know these the gangs like these like you know these shadowy groups who are controlling everything? Yeah, you know like yeah, it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should do a podcast on it sometime in the future. Yeah, like definitely, there's a lot we could talk about with it yeah. as well in terms of the action, yeah. the story, like some yeah. of the characters I mean, definitely as well. Comparing it to uh, de- definitely comparing it to the raid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, notification. Um, anything else you want to talk about quickly? I think we're uh, ready. Oh, right, okay, okay. So um, let's um, yeah, let's go talk about some Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah. Is it? We need to put like uh, <laughs> some like Ezio's family. <laughs> a copyright. I was trying to find some music. But I was like, I'm gonna get copyright anyway. Like, it's so yeah. annoying. Like, that's the bloody problem. Yeah, yeah. Even it was like ten seconds of it. Like you yeah. still I, um, I mean, you know, talking about this Assassin's Creed, I like those videos that show like um, the evolution of theme uh, music. Oh yeah, yeah. Or it's like they they overlay like you've got the the more simplistic theme from AC One, and then it becomes more rich with well, Ezio's family. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna feel like Jesper Kide, He did AC One, to and Brotherhood, a year of revelations then. Lorna Balf, you know Lorna Balf. He was um, yeah. yeah he's he, did the he, for uh, his dark material. Yeah, he yeah. he's like a pro, He's like a protege of. Um, he's like a student of Hans Zimmer. Um, oh, it, it, that definitely shows. Yeah. yeah. So he and he did Assassin's Creed Three, and um, also um, oh yeah, oh, Brian Tyler did Black Flag. Yeah, Brian Tyler. I can't yeah, remember. I, like I can't movie. remember who did Rogue Unity and Syndicate. Uh, Rogue. Hmm. Oh, okay. The Flight did Odyssey. That was good. It's um, it's a it's a duo composers. Yeah. Flight, and then we had like, oh, what's her name? Um, I look up now. She's a female composer, but she's one of my favorite com- uh, composers right now. It's not that Icelandic. Um, no, no, it's, no. It's um, I'm thinking of um. The woman who did the Joker soundtrack. Here we go. It's Sarah Sachner. S C H A C H N E R. Sachner. She did. Um, she's in the Modern Warfare soundtrack, and she's doing oh, right. the. Um, she's doing the the Valhalla soundtrack as well. But what I loved in the, each of the games, they had like their kind of own version of Ezio's family, which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's very much like um, AC was good, you know, the uh, AC one, but I thought it was, it didn't really reach its zenith until it made, they made AC two. Yeah, yeah, because not, you know, not just in terms. AC one of... was bloody hard as well. Like, yeah. as, as a game, it was so hard. Like, I remember yeah. playing it, and it was, it was just, I mean, because I was like, such a new back then, aiming, but it was quite. Yeah, I found it really hard. Like, yeah. I remember the scene where you have to, um, you go to. To um, King Richard, Lionheart, oh, yeah. and you say like, "Oh, one one of these guys, one of your like commanders is uh, a Templar," and yeah. then like 
King Richard's, and then the, you know the commander's like, "Oh, he's lying," <laughs> and the King Richard's like, "Oh, what? Right. God would be on your side if God's yeah. on your side, then you would." And you fight this year like twenty yeah. nights, and, and then I'm, I remember like, that. That was bullshit. God. Do you know what I did to do that? Yeah. I literally ran around the circles, and they all killed yeah. each other. Like yeah. it's so weird. Like well, that was um, that's the Grand Master of the Templars. Um, I think his name's Robert de Sable. Yeah, Robert that's de it. Sable. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's one of those like really crappy game mechanics where like um, you you sort of beat up the boss and then he calls in his goons to attack you as well. Yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean, so when like you're done like killing his goons and then you have to fight them again, you're like oh, yeah, geez, yeah. So like... Oh, when you go to fight to Al Mulin, um, oh yeah, know, the, the assassin at yeah. assassin leader. Yeah, and he he's actually like the real Templar leader, isn't he? Or like he's yeah, and well, um, you fight. He's... He's got the apple, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and you got to fight him, and then you have to fight like all the enemies, all like the main Templar targets you kill throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to fight all, like dozens of Almalines everywhere, and it's just like, oh my <laughs> god, like some old man like clones, just like you no. Know, and also because the game mechanics is, is it did not help at all. It was very like, yeah, um, you know, like um, not buggy, but it was very like um. Oh, there were definitely some issues. So it's qu- it was quite like uh, stiff. That's that's mean. That's the word. Yeah, stiff. I mean, yeah. There wasn't a lot of like gameplay fidelity. Really. No, no. I mean, I mean, you got to think right. When did that come out? Like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Two thousand seven. Yeah. I mean, it was good at the time, and um, and, and then you know, like obviously AC two came out and it became you know. I got a funny story about you know, um basically uh, AC one. I didn't actually yeah. finish the ending because right. I was literally I was in like Desmond in the lab and I was like. Okay, where are the credits and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I went back a couple of years later and realized you have to go into the room and use Eagle Vision, then you get like all these symbols and then it cuts the credits. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that? Like, but that's the problem. <laughs> see, that's where like, I did right. My hatred for the, mo- uh, the present day campaign started then because when you're, um, when you're in modern day with Desmond Miles, you can't run anywhere, so you're walking everywhere. Yeah. And, like, you're in that really boring-looking, um, obscure like, building. Everything's grey. Everything's, like, clean you know, and sterile. And it's just really boring. And then, yeah. I mean, obviously, it gets a bit more interesting when, like, at the beginning of the second one, uh, Lucy uh, breaks you out. I mean, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah, but right there's now, actually a Templar, aren't she? Yeah, but you know, at the time you think that she's yeah. um, she's on your side. The present day sense, like the present day stories, are not great to be honest. Like, and, and nobody really yeah. buys the games to play yeah. present day. Yeah, like oh, I'm, God, no. no, I remember doing these stupid like, like hacking into laptops in like yeah. Black Flag and Rogue. It was yeah. just like for God's sake, like yeah. I mean, I'm only doing I doing think... this for a trophy. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think like you know, I don't know why they keep on pushing it. I mean, like. The best example I can think of of a good um, plot for the modern day campaign is in AC3 when you need to break into Abstergo and then you have to fight uh, Cross. Yeah. I think that was really good. That was good. Right. Yeah, in AC3, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at the time, Cross wasn't in any games. He was in, um, I think he was in books or comic books or something. Because his ancestor was uh, the Russian. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Nic- I, I love how Nikolai. he has that, um, yeah. he has almost like PTSD or like, what was it called? Like 
is it called bleeding effect or something? Like, so he's like holding a gun to you, and all of a sudden, like, you know, he, he holds his head like in agony, and he goes, "Niet, niet," you know, and he's like, he's because I, I think he's, it's good, like how he shows. Yeah. The animus isn't good for you. But look at subject know. sixteen, like in um, yeah, the guy who left all his um, yeah, those puzzles. Yeah. And um, in AC two and uh, Brotherhood, yeah. and then you actually meet in Revelations. Yeah. Does he? Did, doesn't he die from like a, the the animus? Yeah, he goes crazy. He goes crazy. Yeah, and they um, and they kill him, don't they? Like yeah. So it's like if you have overexposure. Sorry, sorry. Um, the animus trains you, and like you you relive the memories from this thing called the bleeding the bleeding effect. Which yeah. Is meant to be, you almost align with the memories of your ancestor. Yeah. So in effect, you're reliving those memories, but overexposure means that you confuse you know who you are. And eventually, you can go insane. And I mean, with uh, Subject Sixteen, he killed himself. I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like I like this addition to the um, what's he called? Like the safe mode or something in AC Revolutions. It's when um, Desmond, like, yeah, he's in the Animus, but like yeah. he's in like, um, yeah, he he's in like his island, isn't he? Yeah. And, and then he... like those. Um, it reminds me so much of uh, two thousand and one. It's got like those uh, monoliths. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, the monoliths. I tell you what I hate though was in AC Rev. You got one of those islands had the place where there was a, like a little like mini game where you needed to go in there and you were first person and like you needed to do those jumping puzzles and I thought it was like but that was crap. I mean, all I that was about those. it was all about Desmond's story, like you know his yeah. story growing up and stuff. I I don't think yeah. you needed to have always puzzles in the right. first place i thought it was really crap because i like the story aspect but you couldn't really concentrate on the story when you're, you you needed to focus on no like, jumping puzzles. exactly exactly yeah you know i mean i like the um the little um deciphering puzzles in ac2 and ac brotherhood when it's meant to be like the clues left by subject sixteen. Oh, I, I love the the eighty two ones because it, it showed like, uh, sat, you know, the influence of assassins, assassin Templar war for history, yeah. and you yeah. find in like these famous paintings or pictures, yeah, and photographs, and people's yeah. holding apples. Reason I'm like, yeah. oh, love that's really interesting and stuff like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody, yeah. Everybody plays Assassin's Creed for the history. Like, oh, God, if it's yeah. any set, well. any yeah. setting, any you know, any time period, yeah. like it's it's yeah. history. And to yeah. to be honest, I've learned a lot of history from Assassin's Creed. Like, I'd say I'd say my interest was peaked, especially in areas which I wouldn't necessarily. I would be say interested I in. loved. That's why I got really into like Renaissance, 16th century, yeah. from yeah, Assassin's Creed to Brotherhood and Revelations. Well. Not even, not just that, mate, but in AC Revs, you've got um, uh, almost as if it's like the fall of the Byzantines yeah. and the start of the Ottomans. Yeah, it is, yeah. You know. And, yeah. You take, it, and it puts you in these events that actually did happen in real life. Yeah. Like, obviously, um, some of the events are fictional for the game, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. for example, the Patsy conspiracy, like, obviously, yeah. there's no assassins back then. Like Assassin's Creed, you know, like you know those times yeah. back then, but it showed you how actually that actually happened, and you meet yeah. you meet characters and you get to learn about those characters and stuff, yeah. and it prompts you to do your own 
background research yeah. afterwards. Like yeah. that's what I liked about EC2 because you with, with a character as likable as Ezio, you got invested in the character straight away. Yeah. And not just that, but you're invested in his family because his family have been ousted from you know, because they had moderate comfort, you know, moderate wealth. I think they were they were essentially like the middle class yeah. of uh, of Italy. And um and then all of a sudden they're uprooted by the Patsy, so they need to, you know, uncover the Patsy conspiracy and then you you have to, you know, find a safe haven and move to um Monterigione, which was amazing. Like to have your own villa and essentially a fortified town yeah. as your base was amazing. Yeah, and I loved how the character development of Ezio is amazing, like especially yeah. throughout the three games, like his trilogy. Because the start AC two, he starts off with like this very nuisance, womanizing um, yeah. guy. That well, like a scoundrel. Yeah, he? a scoundrel. He's a, he's a, he's a and after his parents character. die, it's like he then you know obviously wants to avenge his family. And that like vengeance, that the whole plot goes on for like like years of his life. And, yeah. and especially in AC two, he's a different person, an older Ezio than he was at the start. And obviously, if it's further like developed in the Brotherhood when he's trying to uh, rid the Borgias from Rome, yeah. And then Revelations, then when he's a, he's a very old assassin and he's performing really one last task, and you yeah go into uh, Constantinople and ba- basically realize that like he's too old for like yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, have you read any of the books? No, I haven't. No. I mean, they're essentially, they're, they're novelizations of the games. But if so- I were to read any, I'd read... Um, it's not the first one that was written, but it's, it's, called, um, uh, it's called Assassin's Creed, The Secret Crusade. And it's just... Uh, it's the plot of the first game. And this, it came out just before Revelation, so it included all of the Altair story from Revelations as well. Yeah. And I thought, right, at that time, like, I knew things people didn't know. I was like, I know the, the complete story of of Altair. It's very sad. Then, it's a very sad story. Like, both yeah. of the stories, like, yeah. they're quite sad stories in the end. Yeah. Like, Well, it's all to do with, like, power, isn't it? It's like, they control the pieces of Eden, and it's, you know, it's, it's the... It's the you know, it's about, and it's life. about two men who gave their moral and their lives to this cause. Yeah. Well, um, you know, yeah, it's like it's chasing these artifacts and 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 giving their lives to this person called Desmond that they don't even know. No, exactly. They've just been and told they, to by the first civilization. Yeah, and they and they trust. Like, that's the thing. They have, um, you know, essentially a leap of faith. Oh, in the, in the pun. Yeah, I thought that was a clever joke. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, um. I mean, reading reading the books, I wouldn't necessarily say you'd have a, a greater uh, understanding, but I, I'd say it's very good in, I think, because I think they're first person, and like sometimes they're written like the journals of whoever, so it's not restricted to you know, like do you think in the Animus where as soon as they sort of um, they pass on their genes, to, you know, so, uh, to speak, they, they, you can't relive any more of their memories. Yeah, you know. So I think it's really good in that in the books they have a they have a wider you know they they they're not restricted to that like you can essentially you can write down his whole life 
and that's what I thought was really fun in that. Um, I think ah, that was it. It was um, so the Secret Crusade opens with uh, a traveller, and he's reading the journal of Altair. Right. Okay. So you're like, oh, that, that's really good, and then, so oh, sorry, no, he's reading the journal of this fellow called um, what's his name? I think his name was like Tommaso Polo. Uh, the father of Marco Polo. Yeah, and then it. it goes into how he travelled to this place called Mastiaf and he met this old assassin called Altair. Oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what happens in the, the gate, the actual um, yeah. revelations. That's good, isn't it? Where it's like, and then, so it's like a story within a story, Altair tells Tommaso about his life. It's, it's really like, it's not, it's, have you read Wuthering Heights? No, I haven't, no. Oh, well, it's like that. It's like a story within a story. It's really clever. And he goes into all, like, his life. So it's, like, the events of the first game. And then he goes into, like, when he gets older. Um, it's all, like, the little, like, sto- story in um, Revelations. And then right at the end of the book, it says, uh, Ezio closed the book and looked out at the harbour just as he was arriving at, um, at Istanbul. Oh, that's sick. That's it's good, it. isn't it? Like, how we all, like, yeah. Pizza. Because um, I lo- I loved going to Masyaf in the Revelations in the in the yeah. Ezio period and seeing like yeah. how it was a kind of like a nostalgic feeling when you play oh, back God, yeah. the first game, yeah. but then you see like how w- one of the things I do love about history is how you can go to how places change over centuries. Yeah. So, for example, yeah. like how a castle stood in like I don't know, like 12th century Britain. And then a couple of decades, you know, centuries later, you come back and it's like a ruin. Yeah. I, I found that really interesting. Mm. And seeing like Masyaf, like in his heyday in Assassin's Creed 1. Yeah. And when he comes to Revelation, it's just like a ruin. Yeah. Like it's like a, like a haunted, mm. like haunted, like illustration yeah, haunted. of yeah. the past. Like, I mean, I think that's what they did well in that, in the trailer for Revs as well. Because... Yeah. My God, like the Revelations trailer is my favorite Assassin's Creed trailer. It's what's amazing. It, I don't know which one mine is. Mine's probably um, the AC3 one, to be honest. Yeah, that was good. That, that was Battle good. Of Bunker Hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, but so the um, the Revs trailer, right, is good. Do you know what? It, it plays into like what you were saying. Really yeah. Well, because haunted, you know, very like it's very cool because like you know. It's it, a very it's almost as if Ezio can see Altair. Yeah, and and I'll say about the game is very quite haunting as well. Like even yeah. the music, the main theme, but Lorne 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 Balfe's like main yeah. theme of the game, it's very haunting. It's yeah. like you know what I'm all about the um the song where it's like um yeah, it's like humming. It's like a yeah yeah yeah. That's well, very haunting. Like I, I I think that's what they were trying to go for. Though. Yeah like, yeah. This was this is old man Ezio. Yeah, you know. He he knows that he's coming to the end. I find and, like, it um... even, even like the the titles like at the, so. Do you know? Um, I think it's obviously meant to reflect um that the uh, the animus is in safe mode, but the the corridor instead of being white, it's all black. Yeah. So even that is like it's really dour and really like depressing to look at. And oh, they were they were as well. Ezio dresses in grey. Yeah. Brilliant. And also you know. the sign of like, like time aging as well. Like yeah, because I've noticed that each game they played as uh, you played as Ezio, they slowed Ezio down. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird, like playing Revelations and then playing AC Two, and like Jesus, 
He's getting so fast. Well, I, I would say um, the the plot of like Easy Tune Brotherhood is like pretty much the same plot, where it's oh, pretty yeah. much he's trying to he's trying to basically des- destroy Rodrigo Borgia. Well, and obviously, I mean, sec- and Brotherhood. Then is basically he's trying to destroy Riga Borgia and the well, Borgias. In in Brotherhood, he's trying to get rid of Cesare. Yeah, but like I would say, yeah. like he's trying to get rid of the Borgias in general. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Revelation, a different plot where he goes to um, Constantinople to find what is in in the lost library of Altair. Yeah, and that's quite sad. At the end, when you got to get to the last kind of um, the flashback of. Altair is his old man, and the Mongols are like attacking. Yeah. So obviously he then goes into his secret library to make sure nobody finds this piece of Eden yeah. until time is right, yeah. and he dies there. And it's really sad. And then it can cuts to Ezio then like in that same library, and I remember the quote he says is like too much for one life. Like he's yeah. just had enough yeah. after all this. Like doesn't he? He gets a piece of apple of Eden and he puts it back, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Cause he, I think well, he just he just hadn't he just doesn't yeah. you know that's all. Because I I think it's good that it you know for his character development and you know, it shows just like in AC, um, Brotherhood he gets the apple and you can use it as a weapon to kill people. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you 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 just use it. You have to use it loads of times. That's the aim. And I think it shows how when he was younger he was willing to use these weapons as you know to kill people, but now he just. He knows how dangerous they can be. Yeah, you know their knowledge, but they're also dangerous. That's what the Templars just use them as weapons, really. Like, well, that's the fundamental difference in it. That the Templars want—they think that they uh, humans need to be herded and controlled, whereas um, the assassins believe fundamentally that humans have free will, and that like through free will. We can determine our own path. That's what I love. I think every Assassin's Creed game I've played, I've I, I played pretty much all. I played all of the main ones, apart yeah. from the spin-offs. I played some of the spin-offs, but not. I, I pretty much played all of the main ones, yeah, up to Odyssey, and each of them have a different take on this, the Assassin Templar War, and yeah. it's like it's not so black and white, yeah. And what and what Rogue does. Really interestingly, oh, yeah. it flips it, looking at like how the assassins really have kind of got shades of, um, you know, being bad, you know, being uh, you know, like too tyrannical, wanting to, you know, wanting to like create, yeah. you know, chaos and stuff like. Yeah. Whilst and and you play a Templar, you look at this different spin really because mm. before that, then oh, the assassins always been brought up to be like, oh, these are the good people, these are these yeah. are, these Templars are the ones that like. Are evil because they want order and the assassins yeah. want freedom. Yeah. But then, I, like I you look at it, it's it's yeah. it's a good philosophy as well. Like mm. in in like, yeah. well, we can have freedom, but then stuff everything can break down if we haven't got you know yeah. if we haven't got any control. Like we need some control on freedom, otherwise you know like yeah. we'll be an uncontrollable world. Whilst the Templars, like okay, we want control and order. But there's can be viewed as more like, yeah. like a negative kind of control and order, like too too radical, totalitarian, like you know. Yeah, uh, I, li- I like what you're saying about Rourke because 
I mean, maybe it's because I like that setting, you know, like the um, uh, early 1700s sort of setting. But, um, sorry, uh, uh, 1700s. But, um, yeah, it, I thought it was really good in sort of outlying, uh, sorry, outlying that, um, yeah, like the, the philosophies aren't black and white. Like, there needs to be more nuance, you know. And, um, I mean... <laughs> At the end of the day, Rogue was just made because they needed to explain why the assassins were wiped out. Yeah, yeah, C three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Like they, they needed to yeah. fill in the holes essentially. No, and also, people loved the uh, North American setting as well, like eighteenth century yeah, North America. Yeah. They loved I mean, it. You know, like yeah, they, they've been wanting American ones since the start. You know, so they gave them AC three. You know, it was. It was you know mixed you know, I mean the, the campaign was all right you know the story was good, but I mean people didn't like Connor as a protagonist. So I don't know, I, 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 I don't I don't like. I don't understand why people hated his character. Like, I personally I I don't hate him. I I think he's a bit he's a bit more stoic. Yeah, yeah. Which well, he was going to be con- like Ezio, wasn't he? Like Ezio, that's had, like the thing. Yeah. He contrasts so much yeah. with Ezio. Ezio, feel, you know, he's willing to talk his way out of problems, and you know, he's charismatic. I think I remember they needed to have a different like personalities of these protagonists. Well, that's said, the thing, like, yeah, there's a strong like, um, group of people that support. Um, they they like Connor, you know. Uh, they, they like his character, and yeah. they like him because he's different. And he's because he's got strong convictions, and um, you know, I mean, you had three games with Ezio, so they needed to make more people. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that was why they made um, Edward Kenway more like Ezio because they thought, oh, I don't know, maybe people are feeling a bit more nostalgic for Ezio. I, I remember so they created Edward. I remember talking, I think I remember talking to you, like, this is years ago, I don't know yeah. how I remember this, but I remember talking to you about, like, uh, Connor, Kenway, and he should be in another game. If they made, like, a Napoleonic setting, yeah. they should have had Con in that. Like, because it's around yeah. about the same time, really. Um, like, and, and America, yeah, 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 all this stuff, like, and, like, Arno's another character that they could yeah. have used also in the Napoleonic War and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they butchered the the whole French Revolution one. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. You have to think, right? It was the first game on next gen, and I think it was. You're about you're, you're about the gameplay, you're about story. Gameplay. Okay, okay. I was looking at the story a second. Um, I think like the the creatives soured on the idea of doing more French uh, settings because they didn't think it was that popular. Whereas it was only um, unpopular because of the gameplay. Well, right. I think like one of the get one of the main games. That's probably not one of my favorites. Syndicate. Okay, you go to Victoria, England, but then it was like kind of like, well, why that day? Why that year? Yeah, I. I didn't like how and it was like go to London. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really like bad how oh what was it like your base is a, a train that circles. It, like it felt London. like the, it felt like in the writer's room they needed to have like we need to have all these famous 
historical figures yeah. in like one year. Yeah. So and when they were all like around, it was like, oh, the eighteen forties. Oh, I was put them there. Yeah. I mean, the Jack Ripper DLC was really interesting. Like the, yeah. the take on Jack Ripper is really good. But like, I, I, you know, I, and to be honest, like I felt like AC Syndicate was too close to the present. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's what made the game so good was that, you know, because they were so, um, uh, you know, they, they weren't modern settings, so you could think that it was a bit yeah. more ambiguity going on. Yeah, and maybe, yeah. You know, you thought, oh, these historical events, you know, maybe, maybe the assassins could have been around, you know, but, but, you know, Victorian London, you know, I don't know. But also, also a factor, like, once you start using firearms all the time, it's, it's quite, yeah. you know, yeah. Assassins well, are people who use their hidden yeah. blades and are use melee weapons, yeah. and you go around and start shooting people using yeah. guns for everything, and it gets a bit yeah. like. I think that was the problem. See, in that, I think one of the main like selling points they were trying to gain was that people thought, well, how can you, you know, be an assassin, you know, in that setting when you couldn't really carry a gun around with it, or you couldn't carry swords around with it, and also the climb, like... also the climbing off like a build. The, the climbing up buildings and stuff like yeah. AC3 was really bad for that because a lot of buildings were just like these two story, yeah. like two story houses, yeah, like you know, yeah. buildings. Like it was just, yeah. I mean, I think <sighs> Syndicate is a good idea but badly executed because I think this is my opinion they wanted to make a steampunk game, in yeah, the AC universe, yeah, but but their only research was Oliver Twist. Yeah, and like you know, the pain, the penny dreadful kind yeah. of like yeah, stories yeah. and stuff. Like, like you know, they thought like, oh, you know, if we did it too realistic, it'd be boring. It's like, what? It would be boring. Like, have they have they read Victorian history? It's far from boring. Yeah, the Chartist movement, you know, civil unrest, the empire, it was built on conflict. But- in eighteen forty-two, in but in the game, there's like no actual proper events that happen at all. Like exactly, yeah. it was just yeah. It, it wasn't like yeah. there was no actual actual like yeah. events apart from yeah. meeting characters. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, who who do you meet? Like Charles Dickens, Karl Marx. Like why um, would you want to meet yeah. them? The, 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 yeah. uh, Inspector Abeline. See, no, that. That is, that's an interesting character because he investigated the Ripper murders. Didn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, that, yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, do you meet Victoria? You meet Victoria, yeah. You meet yeah, the yeah. Maharaja, I know that. Yeah, you meet um, yeah, the Maharaja. Um, I think you meet Lord Cardigan. See, all... really, that's really interesting. Yep. Yeah, uh, the thing is, though, like, like I was going to say, it's a point where, like, some of the people they made like Templars, like as Templar Templar leaders. Yeah. As like I do they weren't actually that evil or alive. It's got like some yeah. like Charles Lee. I don't think Charles Lee was like I read up on Charles Lee after AC three. He wasn't like they act like he's an actual tyrant, but he's not. Well do you know the head of the Templars in Black Flag, um, Governor Torres? Yeah. His like nickname in history is Torres the Charitable. Yeah, it's just why they make him like, even. Yeah, he made like loads of like uh like orphanages and stuff. But okay, what well, Rodrigo Borgia? That sounds East Templar leader because yeah, he's, yeah. But like, oh, is it like Charles Lee? It's like but really like in in history like that, it's easier to paint people as evil. Whereas the more modern 
it becomes more nuanced and yeah, subject to, yeah. uh, to different opinions. Yeah. And I think that's that's why they, they struggle to make uh, the big bad for Syndicate. And they have to um they have to create their own. Like what was his name? Like Craddock? Yeah, yeah. R- R- Riddick. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's basically like a mustache yeah. twirling villain. Well, like, well, yeah, like, he had a mustache go of it, didn't he? The, the memes were that he was the hipster version of Charles Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I love Charles Lee. I didn't think that villain, way. Charles Lee was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, why was he more of a villain than Haytham? They should have made Haytham like the main. Yeah, exactly. Baddie in it. I mean, Haven's story is really interesting as well, especially you read, yeah. if you read the book about like how. Oh, oh I've read the book about. Right, uh, so that. so um, this basically, I know the uh, yeah, I've not read the book, but I know the I read the plot on it. But it's all about um, Haven is obviously Edward's son, and yeah. one night Edward's visited by these Templars and they yeah. all these people and they murder Edward. And they yeah. take Haytham and his sister away, and then Haytham's brought up as like as a Templar. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was basically like he wanted to sort of go a middle way. He didn't want to be you know, like he didn't want to um, be aligned with just the uh, Assassins Brotherhood. Did you, uh, he wanted to have a more nuanced approach? Did you think friends with Templars? Did you think that? Um, I, do you think they should have? done a more kind of focus on father and son dynamic in Assassin's Creed 3. Because when I was playing um, like as yeah. Connor, I didn't feel like that. It was like, obviously Haytham is meeting his son for the first time in like, you know, yeah. couple of se- later on in the game. And it just didn't feel like, it wasn't like, obviously they're completely different people, but I didn't find there was a very great dynamic. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I think I was just bad writing. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, they were trying to do that, but they just couldn't they couldn't find a way to fit it in. No, no, okay. You know. Um I think it was it was oh, you know, they were going, We need to show more of the revolution. We need to show like, you know, these like fan favourite characters, you know, you got stuff like I don't know, Washington, you know, you got um what were the other buggers, like um uh, Sam Adams, you know, all these people. And like you know, they, they tried to do it, and I think I think they were trying to. It was trying to be more thematical, yeah, literal. Like, so so I, I this is my little theory that they in the writers' room they were going, Haytham represents Britain, and Connor represents the nascent USA, in the sense, the American uh, colonies is the child of Britain, in a way, you know. So, Connor essentially revolts against Haytham and uh, he, he fights him. So it's the same with the American Revolution. Yeah, but Hath- you know? Haytham's not with the British, though. He, the, the... well, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah, British yeah, he's British. You know. Oh, yeah, but yeah, obviously saying like the Templars that them, but you know that game won't actually like yeah. support well, the, the British. The, the Templars are, are playing both sides. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean, don't you? Like that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they tra- they were trying to show that it was more of like a, tra- a tragedy than a father and son dynamic. And yeah. Th- this is for for the son's own good. He breaks away from the father, and it's only like it's too late then before he realizes that he can't just fight everyone. 
Yeah. You know, you know it's like, that's why I thought it was, it was good in that AC3. It sort of showed that, you know, Connor thinks that if he fights all the Templars and he fights all the British, everything would be happy go lucky. You know, everything no, be, no. His tribe will be, you know, no. happy. And then it turns out that um, his, um, his tribe was attacked by, um, by Washington. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it sort of turns around his head. It's like, well, that's really good. Because then he goes, well, who does Connor think he wants? You know, who, who does he want to fight for? Who does he think is the good guys when everyone's got blood on their hands? And, and, when, you get, and when you get towards the whole political stance of it as well, like, especially like, yeah. you know, uh, like, all right, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this because obviously, like, um, in America, they're, you know, they're brought up, I believe, like, George Washington like, was a very great, like, figure and stuff. Well, and, he's regarded as the father, isn't he? Yeah, but in, really, he, like, wasn't really that. Well, he was a man, right. wasn't he? He kept slaves and didn't he, and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, I, a lot of people kept slaves. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, you know, but Assassin's Creed Three kind of sh- does show I like, oh yeah, um, jo- you know, George Washington was like, you know, wasn't always great to the yeah, he wasn't really the good guy. He wasn't always great to the native Native Americans. Yeah, and um, yeah. Well, I mean. The, the DLC, you know, the tyranny of King Washington. That's a good, that's a good uh, alternative take on like what happened if George George Washington yeah. became a king. I think that's really good because I mean, it's not the most popular uh, bit of Assassin's Creed content, but I think it's good in, in that it shows the potential of what happens if someone like Washington was given unlimited power. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know even, even this man who. Uh, many millions of people regard as the founder of their country and um, a man to aspire to was subject to human failings and could be corrupted by power. I thought that was very good. I mean, it was only a DLC and they only had like so many hours of gameplay, so it was the writing wasn't that deep. You know, I mean, you know, you got a part in that DLC where shadowy figure comes out of nowhere and says to Washington, you know, of this new country, there should be a king, and what better king should there be than King George Washington? <laughs> and and then, you know, king, uh, George Washington, you know, he rebuffs him, like, he, he says, like, his, his famous quote about America not needing a king, and it, it was very, like, on the nose, and I thought it was really bad ending to a, a good DLC. Because even... In that DLC, uh, Connor, you know, he's not called Connor in that. He's um, he's called uh, Radona Gedon. Yeah, he has such weird powers, he, doesn't he? Like, but that's the thing. Yeah, he needs to he needs to take more power. He needs to gain more power to to fight what he sees as evil. Yeah. So it's like it's it's the same as Washington. He's the same as Washington. That he needs to, he thinks he needs to become more and more powerful and more um, deadly to win. And you know, it, the if he, if he would succumb to his power, he would kill Washington. Whereas you re, you would realize that it was the apple that was the the cause of the problem. Yeah, like the, the apple that yeah. corrupts. Yeah, the apple corrupts, yeah. and it's like a, it's a massive like yeah. um, like theme that's all yeah. a lot of the uh, the Assassin's Creed games. I was going to come come back quick, quickly to um, 
when we talk about like um, when you talk about like um, Connor's like tri- you know tribal settlement gets taken away by you know was um, removed by Washington. Yeah. yeah, think think back then to like these Native Americans who lived round about the wars of independence. I mean, yeah. they were not. At the end of the day, both sides, whoever wins, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have a massive impact on um, the natives. Yeah, well, um, in history, like British and the it's British and um, or the the American patriots, they're you know, they're gonna, you know, they're not as they're not as bad as each other. Well, as bad as, no, they are as bad as each other. That's what I meant. Yeah, um, in history. The, the tribe that Khan is from, he was um he's part of the Mohawk, which is part of the Iroquois Confederation. Yeah. And uh, the Iroquois, they were they sided with the British. Oh wow, okay. So yeah, so they fought against the Americans. Sorry, the the, the Patriots. I suppose it's very um It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because they saw that they was it was these settlers that were taking their land. So the British, I mean, well, they, they could have promised them anything. They said to them, you know, help us fight the settlers, you know, cause discord, and we will, you know, we will stop your land being taken from you. Ironic in that <laughs> it was the, the red courts were the ones that originally started to displace them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I think, um, I don't know if he's actually in the game, but there was... Uh, I think his name was like Lieutenant Braddock. Yeah, no, he's in the game. He's in the yeah. game. Uh, yeah, he's so um... he's he's in the book. So the the book the most of the book is from Haytham's perspective. Oh, so is he the he guy gets... you kill in like sequence three when he plays Haytham? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, so that Braddock expedition was was uh, famous in that um, George Washington was a member of the expedition. I think it, it failed. Like they were they were ambushed by yeah, the, yeah. Native Americans. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this Braddock, like he hasn't got a very good reputation in history, and I think that's what I like. Like sometimes, like they 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 they, they respect the history very well. I think like, like it's really good. You know, it's like yeah, there's a like, lot um, of history Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like, like they they show like certain people. Like, uh, what's someone I really like how they present it. Um, Ah, oh, that's a good one. Um, so you have um, in AC Unity, you had uh, Maximilian Robespierre, the head of the um, the Jacobin Club. So he was, you know, he was the head of the uh, the revolutionaries. Yeah, wait, is he the Templar leader, or was that someone else? I think he becomes Templar leader. No, no, so I I don't think he's he's like he's a pawn of the Templars. I'm not sure if he is one. I what but, I loved um, the Unity was um, was when you help Napoleon. Yeah, in yeah. in the in the game, I think his character was badly written off. I think he should have been more of um, not aligned with Templars, but I think he should have been more of like a, a malevolent force. Yeah, well, he does become one like later on because yeah. because well, like, Arno yeah, yeah. Arno goes you know in um the, the yeah. what's it called it was like Dead Kings DLC. Yeah, Arno like goes into the conflict with him because they yeah. start looting like all the. Or like the kings and queens in France in the, um, that city. Well, um, that uh, Robespierre, he um, <laughs> he was um, I think it was something like the 
he was the one that sort of started to initiate all of the ex- executions. I think he ordered the execution of the king and his wife. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, it, his supporters turned on him. I think he was like his follower or something. Shot him in the mouth. So it, it is, you know, yeah, yeah. The... That's in the game. That's in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I remember and, that. And then he was executed. But this was only after he installed like um like a cult. I think it was like of the eternal sun or something like it was oh, it was really weird like he outlawed religion except for like the cult and he installed himself like the head of this cult no, what, what was the cult about oh it was called um robespierre um what was it called it was like the head of it was like, oh damn it was it called like the the Roy, big Sun, Royal Sun, something like that. Um, I'll, I'll, I look, I look anyway. But um, oh damn it! Yeah, it's like he turned on all of the other like moderates, you know. And because you got to think, like even though the revolution was going on, there was still a lot of like um, aristocrats that sort of made like the conventions. Yeah. So it was a bit more, um, you know, people like to think that it was all anarchy. There was a lot of um, controlled chaos going on. But, um, yeah, eventually it just... That reign of the... What's it called? The reign of terror. The reign of terror. So just... Well, like uh, historians regard that as the the first modern instance of terror, as we know it. Yeah, yeah. You're just killing off random... You're killing off people... Like, you're killing off, like... Pro royalists, autocratic yeah. figures, you know, anyone supports like you know the king, who used to support the king. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Oh, that that's it. It's, um. So he um. He was I think he was the head of this thing called the the cult of the supreme being. Well, who's the supreme being? I think it's meant to be a stand-in for God, but it's more it's more broad. So, the, you know, at that at that time, it was the Age of Enlightenment and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they were trying to move away from the idea of um, of organised religion and trying to, I think I think the ploy was they're trying to get more more of like the religious minds on board. You know, oh, so right. So by, by being very bland and vague, they were trying to get more, um, yeah, some more uh, religious minded people into their fold, essentially. But it was, um, yeah, it was intended to be the sort of like state um, religion. I'm not sure if that was hinted a lot in the game, but I think there was like posters and stuff, you know. And I think there was like these these agents of that uh, religion running around. That's really interesting. Uh, it, it's 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 good, isn't it? So I would like, yeah, yeah, you know. Religion, especially in France, you think is mainly just Catholicism, you know. But, but um, I, um, if if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to talk about that article I shared with you. Oh, um, about the future. Um, um it's it's a screen rant, rant article, and it outla- uh, outlines ten uh, settings that they'd like to see. Do you want to come back to that? Le- do you want to come? Um. You want to yeah. quickly wrap up talk about the, the other games and we can go straight on to oh, yeah. that because I want to talk about I want to talk so, about 
origins of the scene in Black Flag quickly. Yeah. Um, um, I was saying about. Um, so I, I, I'm the straight up say Obviously, I I haven't played um, Odyssey and Origins that much. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I have, so I can talk a lot about yeah. like if, if you don't mind spoilers and stuff. But oh, no, probably I, know what happens. I I've, I've seen the game like the gameplay movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But I, I haven't. I oh. can't really form an opinion on like um, gameplay fidelity. You know, yeah. Like how it feels. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I would say. Yeah. Um, AC Origins, starting with yeah. that. I love the the new kind of gameplay for the new take Assassin's Creed took going to more yeah. RPG, you know, stuff, you know, like very much took inspiration from The Witcher, yeah, lot, like dra- you know, Dragon Age, like all those other type of um, RPG games. And going back to way, way back to the origins of the Assassin's Creed um, to... Um, What's his name? Tyomatic F- F- Egypt is is that? It's like P. Oh, um, Ptolemy. Ptolemy yeah. Egypt. Looking at um, well, the, you know, if you watch Rome, it's you know, it's all about like um, the Romans coming to Egypt, and yeah. um, the relationship between uh, Cle- Cleopatra and and Julius Caesar, and basically it's all about um, Bayek. Who uh, he's one of the last? He's the last Medjay, and obviously he um, he's trying to uh, re- avenge his son's death by the order of the ancients, spirit proto Templars. So the order of the ancients like becomes Templars, you know, spawned from the order of the ancients, and it's really great. The soundtrack is amazing. I can't, you know, like yeah, like if I always listen to the soundtrack quite a lot because it feels like ancient Egypt, like by the soundtrack and it's amazing like you got a huge it's pretty much all of egypt isn't it like all the northern parts of egypt yeah and it's it's, it's amazing and it's um this is one of the well would you say that like that period was like the height like the height the biggest the highlight period of ancient egypt um i'd say yeah because I think it was just after that when it was the Roman occupation. Yeah, yeah. It started to decline because yeah, when 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 Egypt became a, a client state, um, they used Egypt just as like a breadbasket. Yeah, where they'd send food to Rome. Yeah, because um, I mean, the last thing the Romans wanted was uh, for Rome to riot. Yeah, that was like that was at the back of every emperor's mind. So, yeah, I think that was one of. I mean, there there was a lot of you know historical you know, golden ages, say, in, like, uh, Egyptian history. But I think that was um, very enlightened because, you know, you had uh, the the great library of, at Alexandria. Yeah, um, before it burned down. The, <laughs> a lot of, like, the, the Greek trade coming in yeah. uh, from the north. Yeah. You know. And just a feel of it as well. Like, going around, you get to explore pyramids. Yeah. You know, like... It, 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 you're going to meet like really interesting characters, yeah. And um, I obviously you know I kind of know more people, know more ancient e- Greek than not the language, but like you know the setting, the time period than ancient yeah. e- Egypt. But it's really interesting. Like I love to get the kill with Julius Caesar at the end. But <laughs> he's a, yeah. he's a temp- he's a, he's pretty much a Templar. Julius Caesar is yeah in the Assassin's yeah. Creed universe. Yeah. Well, um. 
I don't know. I, I was a bit tiffed at the beginning because they they essentially they retcon Amunet, and they say that Amunet was Aya all along. Yeah, well, she, yeah, because she's there's a statue of her in eighty two, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, they're all like the the most famous assassins. Yeah, and then um, oh, was it was it Origins or Odyssey where they bring in the the assassin who killed Darius? No, Darius kills Xerxes. Oh, yeah, that was right. him. That was him. Right. He he was the first ever user of the hidden blade. Ah, and um. And obviously, if you play DLC, his son, Dario's son, uh, has a has a child with Cassandra, with Cassandra or Alexios, depending what cat you know. Or the pet, you can, in the Odyssey, you can choose between Alexios and Cassandra. I, I think like the canon uh, character is Cassandra. Yeah, and they have a child, and that child like is one of the ancestors of Arya. Arya. Yeah. So you know, because at the end they, at the end of the DLC, they go to Egypt. So like, Dario yeah. takes the baby to Egypt. Yeah. So um, you know, so that the audience agents mm. can't find them. But I talk about Odyssey. I obviously there's always this debate where it's not actually a proper Assassin's Creed game. Like <laughs> it is. I just yeah. Think, um, they you know I mean they, they're restricted because essentially it's like a, a memory sort of like set. Yeah. But yeah. I think they they train their best. Yeah, I think they, they did it well in those games. Yeah, and I love learning about um, going through like Athens, Sparta, again using the RPG um, gameplay yeah. format. It's well, all, all these different characters, like yeah. you know, like the Peloponnesian War isn't the first choice for an AC game, but I think they did it really well. I mean, it's you know, you could go go back and do the the you know the. Um, Troy and all that. I, I mean, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> they, they, they're doing Vikings. Why not? <laughs> I mean... Why and also, I, I, I love the incorporation of um, the 300. King King Leonidas and Spartans. Right, right. So, I, love, I really love that. So it's meant to be Cassandra is Leonidas' granddaughter. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't really agree with like they just shoving in pieces of Eden in every May, game. I don't know. Maybe she's a granddaughter or like she's like, like she's related. Up. Yeah, one of the descendants. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that's why she can have the power of um of you know the um the, is it a spear or like um um the sword? Yeah, Leonidas's spear. Spear. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the other and in the Fate Atlantis DLC. You know, I guess it's a bit weird because then it says, "Oh, you're, you're an actual um, issue," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. it's like a f- yeah, yeah. yeah." But like all the humans, yeah. pretty much are like descendants from issue in some way, isn't it? I, I mean, I think yeah. it's like, do you know like the people who can use eagle sight? Yeah, they're meant to be like, I think only some humans are de- like are they hybrid, and that's how they they're more they can use eagle sight because they they have some abilities. Okay. And I, th- I don't think everyone has that. No. But I think it's like, you know, through like their blood, they've, they've, they've got some abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to quickly... Um, oh, actually, um, do you want to keep talking about Odyssey? Do you want to go straight to talk about a little bit of Black Flag? Because we um, pretty much touched on all the other games, to be yeah. honest. Is it, is it like a Black Flag? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> 
little old Welsh boy, Edward Kenway. <laughs> well, that's um, I, oh, I cannot believe that. That's Barney Roberts, that's the Welsh guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, with um, with his Welsh yeah, yeah. accent, yeah. Well, do you know um, I, I, unbelievable. Right? I I didn't know that uh, the character was Welsh until I think I had it like a Christmas present or something. I opened it, put put it on, I started playing it. I was like, oh, you know, uh, it was like some robot, uh, robotic voice going loading, uh, with it loading ancestor, Edward Kenway, birthplace Swansea. Wales. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the Welshman. And oh my god, they they do love to ha- like hammer the fact that like there's Welsh people in this game. Like, I don't know, was it like he, he's um he's in Havana or something, and some like uh pirate years in talk. He goes, oh, fancy meeting a Welshman down in Diego country. I was like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Oh, that's so but, funny. Um, that's so funny. Black Bart is amazing. Oh, he's Bart. great. He's a sage, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, he's... he's such an arsehole. He, he reminds me of Uron from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like, oh. And more so the book version than the show. Because, oh my God. Yeah. But, um, but, um, but yeah. I, did, I did like a whole. With Edward Kenway, he's not really. At the start, he's not really like an assassin. He's He yeah. basically just like. He's in the middle and he just. He really just cares about pirating his name and getting money. Yeah. Like obviously he gets in, he gets like drawn into the conflict, yeah. and at the end, yeah. basically he does like yeah. help the well, assassins. But he um he, he takes the assassin's uniform because he thinks that he'll get a, a reward from it. Yeah, yeah. Because isn't it like a, a a traitor assassin or something? He's meeting with the Templars. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And yeah. he kills him, and he wears his uniform, and then he goes to Havana, yeah. meets with the Templar Grandmaster. Yeah, and then like they realise that like, he's not actually the real guy. Yeah. I gotta say, like the, the characters are really good. Good, like you got um, uh, Ben Horner Gold, you know Blackbeard, uh, Anne Bonny. It's really sad, Calico Jack. It's really sad. That's also because like no, no, um, because all those characters really you mentioned, a lot of them just die. Yeah, like he sees yeah. a lot of his friends die just from like yeah. a lot of. You know, like disease, yeah. death, like yeah. Blackbeard's death is quite sad in that uh, yeah. in the game as yeah, well. The last words to Kenway we were um, in a different world. We might have been heroes. Yeah, it's like oh my god, like yeah, he had the potential to be a hero, but he lived his life as a villain. I loved so, um, it's tragic. And Brian Tyler's score as well is such. Yeah, it's probably one of the best Assassin's Creed scores. Probably one of the best gaming scores I've yeah. I've heard. Well. I think a, a really a real like treat was the idea of collecting those uh, sea shanties. Yeah, that was good. Being, a, being able to good. like scroll through. Yeah. Which ones they oh, I loved. Um, the I loved um, over the hills and far away. Yeah. Uh, if, if, I, I like the. Um, I remember that song from the chart, the TV show. Yeah. But, yeah. All, like, oh, uh, what was the one I liked? Um, the, the one that goes, uh, yeah. "Leave her, Johnny, leave her." Uh, I, 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 I mean, forgive my awful singing voice. But I forget. I forget what it's called. Like, I don't know. Like they're really. I I usually I I, like no two ones. I used to turn them off because I played it so much when I was doing the sailing part. I just got so yeah, sick of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like shut up, like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sometimes I do that thing where like it, it, it shuts off the HUD, and then you just like you watch the ship go in. Yeah. The the, the, the sails are full, and it's like singing. It's like oh, god. 
and and the waters are so like turquoise blue as well. Oh, I know, like, I know. It's such a beautiful game. I know, and like, I love the way you can like customize yeah. uh, your ship as well. Like, yeah, this the jackdaw, like, the, the jack, the jackdaw. Oh, yeah, the jackdaw. Um, I downloaded this thing called the um, what's it called? The um, oh damn, the Levantine and Florentine pack from uh, from New Play, and um, it was. So essentially, it was the Altair theme and the Ezio theme. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, it was so cool. Oh, oh god. Do you know the times where I was playing like, um, I think what I think like if I replayed, like the one of the Assassin's Creed games, a couple of them. Like I remember I when I replayed AC three and four, I just yeah. put I had access to all the Assassin costumes on Uplay, so I literally just yeah. made like. Um, like Edward Conor Kenway dressed up as like on like Ezio's outfit. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I always used to have um I think it was like especially with um uh with uh on Black Flag, I used to have um Altair's sword, but because uh, Edward dual wields, he had two Yeah, that's sick. Swords. Yeah, that's oh. sick. And um I think I unlocked know, I, all the awards for every Assassin's yeah. Creed game from you play. Like I used, I used to change up as well to have like it's really fun. I used to have obviously you had to get the four gun configuration. <laughs> yeah. And then I used to have the gun swords. So I, yeah. essentially I had six guns on me. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> God. That's what, a... What, what a game. I um, love that game. And now we've finished. It's, it's, Sorry, no, carry on. Oh, I was going to say, like, it's not the most like well-received game either. Or Black Flag. Yeah. Really, I think it's. I think a lot of people, a lot of the fan base, they like Black Flag. Yeah. And it's AC two. I I think it's it's the game with the most satisfying ending. Right. Okay. I feel like people in AC three also didn't really like the ship combat, the naval combat. Yeah. Eve, <laughs> I didn't, didn't really enjoy it. But yeah. you know, but Black Flag kind of you know really developed that. Yeah, properly. I mean, Rogue has got good ship. Uh, also, mainly, also mainly because it's a clone. Also, apart from like you know all the assassin stuff, it's pretty yeah. much a pirate game. Yeah, it's and, pe- and people will play that just like if, you know if because it's a pirate game. Yeah, it's it's not like um, oh, what do you call it? It's that game Sea Thieves. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like is that come out yet or is that? I, yeah, it's out. Yeah, it's more. It's PC in it, so it's yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's got patched in that. I think it's quite good. And Scholar Bones is coming out. I think. I, mm. People would enjoy pirate games, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I oh. remember like uh, Ubisoft were going to bring out an AC game, like just about pirates, and then it turned out to be just like a mobile game. It was crap. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never play any Assassin's mobile games. It's like pointless. Yeah, terrible. I used to have it. Um. Are we going to talk about Black Flag? Oh, we just did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we just went. Uh, I, I was quickly, before we go on to talk about like um, the next part, uh, what would you rank your favourite um, AC games out of five? Like, you got, you know, the top, your top five AC games. Hmm. Do you want me to start mine so you can get, get a kind yeah. of gist? Right, so number one, AC2, my favourite. I actually got really into Italian history yeah. from, that, from that game. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I would have gone to Rome. I think in uh, yeah. if I didn't really, I don't know. Actually, um, 
I remember going to Rome with Keith and just look around and be like, oh, God, I climbed that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so nerdy. Like, uh, did, um, did, it, did, it, did you jump from the Castel Sant'Angelo? No, that, mate. I, I broke my legs, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Um, AC4, Black Flag, yeah. number two. Brotherhood, number three. Origins, number four. And Odyssey, number five. That's my, mm. yeah, my favourite uh, ones. Yeah. Hmm. Um... I've got AC2 as number one as well. Nice. Um, and then I got Black Flag, um, then Origins, uh, Rogue, and then AC3. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like, it's really hard, like, because I like Brotherhood, but I don't know, like, I mainly like Brotherhood because I like the setting from AC2, like, what you were yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, like. Yeah, like I, I've had the chance to like what's involved. Also, AC2 like, and Brotherhood are the two Assassin's Creed games I played a lot, lot on because I just yeah. enjoy the setting. Yeah, I mean, like I played so much Brotherhood, I, I, I don't think I, I maxed it. I, I don't think I, I, hundred percent did it. But like, I, I memorized the map. I'm trying to platinum it, like yeah. platinum Assassin's Creed Two and Odyssey. Yeah, that took ages, but um, I'm trying to, you know, trying to work my way around because you know, yeah. Um, I. I don't know, like, it's really hard to sort of just, like, lay them out, but, yeah, I mean, I like Rogue, but mainly because of the story. I think the gameplay, obviously, is just, like, a clone of um, of Black Flag. Yeah. Um, you know, down to, like, ship combat and that. AC3, I, I like, you know, I mean, I like Connor. I like the setting. Um, but, yeah, like, I've got to stick with AC2, because I, I just like how uh, Ezio progresses. You know, and I like it all like the sort of history, you know, not just the, with the Patsy conspiracy, but stuff like the um, the 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 Borgias, um, Venice. You know, you got stuff with Katarina Svotza, You know, so all like the the war in city states. Uh, I love it. Yeah, really um, interesting. Don't uh, anything else you want to talk about all this? Um, yeah, I think that's all right. Do you want to take a quick break and then we talk about um, future titles you want to see, or do you want to carry on? Um, quick break, is it? Yeah, yeah, quick break, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll see you in a sec, right? Yeah, see you in a sec. Sorry about Right, so, um, yeah, go, 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 go for an article with me. Um, okay. So, um, I, you got the link, right? Yeah, I've got a link, yeah. Yeah. So um, essentially, it's, a, it's, it's the Screen Rant article, and it's called Assassin's Creed 2020, 10 historical settings we'd love to see in the next game. And, and then the uh, subtitle is... You, you just said that so sarcastically as well. <laughs> I, I know. I, 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 I'm not really a fan of Screen Rant. I just, I just thought this article was quite good. Um, the subtitle is, uh, the Assassin's Creed franchise is expected to release another game next year. But what time period could it be set in? And, the, way, uh, the way you say this sounds like, like some idiots like wrote it, wrote it. Like the way you just like. I mean, if the shoe fits. It's like you read a BuzzFeed, Buzzfeed article or something like. I'm not. I'm not going to shame uh, the person who wrote it after my impersonation of them. But uh, it was released uh, December last year, so okay. obviously, um, with the benefit of hindsight, this article doesn't. Uh, no, it, you know no. it doesn't stack up to like. No, well, no. now that we know Valhalla, you know, so some of these could come up, and then if you like, if it's Viking Britain could come up, that's already been 
Well, I, I'll say anyway. I'll say as a start, like Viking Britain isn't included. Oh, wow, okay, okay. But I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't have done it. Okay. Um, so I'll start. I'll, I'll just like uh, I'll list them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got sci-fi future. No. <laughs> 1920s New York City. Maybe. Could Celtic slash medieval Scotland. That, mm, I don't know. Like, eh. That's a bit... I don't know. What, like, like, what, like Robert the Bruce? Like, yeah, really that's what I was thinking. Arthurian Britain. I feel like... That would work. Like, I, I feel like... Wouldn't people get sick of like Britain being like a, a setting? Like, no offense, but like obviously you got Assassin's Creed Valhalla is gonna obviously get set in like you know Viking Britain, yeah. And then, but also you had Cinder, you know, Cinderkarau semi Victorian Britain. Wouldn't people get like kind of sick of like Britain? That's nah. like, I mean, as long as it's quite um, like diverse, I, I don't really uh, think people would mind. So, after you Britain, you say like Saxon, like. Britain, uh, much. Yeah, Arthurian would be like, I mean, it, I mean, if the game was to, to do that, I think they'd be more like they'd favor the more fantasy elements, like they'd they'd go for the whole uh, no, oh, Knights of the Round Table, you know, Berlin, like huh? um, Guy Ritchie film. The yeah, yeah. They, they would do something like that, and, <laughs> and I mean, and their excuse would be that it was like it's in the dark ages and we don't know what happens. You know, that's what they'd say. London's very sunny. Yeah. It looks Middle well. <laughs> what you what you were saying about um, people getting tired about British titles? How about Elizabethan England? I'll say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually. I would actually quite like a 16th century Tudor yeah. setting. That'd be good. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I would say more Henry VIII than this big. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, um, carry on. you got Civil War America. Okay, I like that. I like that. I would like to, actually, I would like to have a second go back to America. Yeah. Um, and Civil War, it's like, it, you know, you have, like, Lincoln there. You've got... Um, Stonewall Jackson. Yeah, Stonewall Jackson. You've got... This... Oh, Who was, like, the head of the Confederate Army? Wasn't it, like... Bedford Forest? Yeah. yeah. Who else the other one called? Uh, starts with U. Oh, Ulysses Grant? Yeah, Ulysses yeah. Grant. Can, you know, there as well. Like, for example, like, maybe like, you could, well, imagine you put Lincoln as like a Templar and then like John Wilkes <laughs> Booth is like an assassin that kills him. <laughs> or the other way around. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested. I think that's a good one. I like, I, I like mm. that. Um, Aztec Empire. Okay, that's good. So we like haven't some... had... Apocalypto sort of like setting. We haven't had anything set in Central America yet. So yeah. I like uh, yeah, I, I, I like mean, that. Maybe except for like Tulum from Black Flag, which was like a tiny bit, you know. Oh that was just like a sm- that was like yeah. a small um a little mission, base though. or something, wasn't it? That was like a small mission mm. though, so nineteen uh, sixties England. No. Not... <laughs> 1960s. I mean, it's, just like, it's just like it's too close to the present. Yeah. Like um I, I'll go back and I'll, I'll explain like why they chose all these. Yeah, and yeah. The 1960s England uh, excuse is terrible, but um, you got World War Two Germany. No, I, I definitely World War Two should yeah. should be one. None of the fans want it. Yeah, like and then uh, last but not least, medieval Japan. Okay, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um, so. Basically, they just said like you know they wanted a a Blade Runner 
like idea for the future one. Terrible excuse. Um, but then that that you know then it it sounds like they're going for the the other apocalypse for, for the the Earth again. Yeah, yeah. The way like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is like you know discussed you know in the present day you kind of they talk about it. But as no, it's just no. I, I don't, a sci-fi future one won't work. Like. <sighs> No, no, it doesn't. It no, won't do no, it because the whole no, thing is no, historical. It's, it's yeah. Historical, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, if you want a sci-fi future where you play as like Tony kills people, just play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven when it comes exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever it doesn't get delayed again, yeah. but you know, um... Yeah. <laughs> the um, the nineteen twenties New York City, right? They said, um, "quote We can definitely see an assassin in the era of gangsters, Rolls Royces, and prohibition." Unquote. <laughs> That's basically gonna be like mafia with assassins. Isn't it? Yeah. But then would they be using like a hidden blade though? They'd be used going around with like guns, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean <sighs> Okay, like obviously the prohibition America. I, I, I don't think it'd be a great idea. But it's a lot of characters that you can like yeah, use and definitely. stuff. But... but I but I think they should do like a gangster uh game instead then, you know. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know, maybe like L.A. Noir or something, you know, I don't, I don't but more action-based. I don't think it will work, to be honest. I don't, mm. what, do, you, do you think it will work, or...? No. No. I think it's too, like, you know, they, 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 I don't think the... I don't think the settings are complimentary. No. I think um, the more it... Right, the more it gets to the present, the more it's, like, gonna... I don't think it's just gonna work, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Oh, well, carry um, on. Do you know Scotland? the um the uh, what was it called um Celtic slash medieval Scotland? The yeah. excuse was that they wanted um uh, they they want a, a brave heart sort of thing. That's oh it. God! Uh, quote: We can very well see our assassin character draped in the colours of a Celtic clan. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> Terrible. I mean, Scottish medieval history is really interesting. Like, I've got nothing against I think, it, but I think, like, maybe something like the Jacobite Rebellion, but that's not like medieval. I mean, the, the American audience would love it because they love all that, you know, yeah, like outlander and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> this really fun one, Arthurian. Britain. Okay, so basically, the, the Excalibur is a yeah, piece of reading. yeah, yeah, and the, their excuse is that. Um, because we, we encountered like mythological figures in uh, Origins. Yeah, Odyssey, Odyssey yeah, and Origins, yeah, yeah. That, like, essentially, like, you know, Merlin, you know, and, and, and whatnot, they could be, like, you know, Isu, or maybe they can be, like, you know, I don't know, like demigods or characters. I'm trying to think what the map would be like for that, because obviously you go to Camelot and stuff, but what other places can you go? Like, is it, right, is, hmm. is it going to be like Avalon? Avalon's going to be like that, a, gate, a gateway yeah. to like um, a fertilization like that's what I was area. Like, like it's like the, the Isle gate, of Avalon, yeah, yeah. Gate, gateway to Atlanta or something yeah. like a world to see. Well, I mean, call me biased, but if it was going to be Arthurian Britain, it should it should just be Wales. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't it? Yeah, why not? Why can't you climb Snowden in Assassin's Creed? But, what other places can you go to in like Arthurian Britain? Oh, Camelot, wait, where, did, where did they go? Camelot. Um, maybe this isn't because I'm clued up on Arthurian um, 
legend. But I mean, yeah, like that's the thing, right? In in these games, it's not just history; it's pop history, in it. And it's like, yeah, you know, they they want names that people know. So it's like, like uh, like like in Odyssey, uh, in Odyssey, right? You you can go to Athens, you can go to Sparta, and then in the DC you can go to Atlantis. Yeah, you know it, it's, it sells, isn't it? Yeah, it's sexy, you know, and sex sells. Also, but also like, like say with origins, ancient Egypt, Odyssey, ancient yeah. Greece, Valhalla, like Viking, like you know, Scandinavian stuff. Yeah, the settings that like are very are different. Like they're not yeah. like it's it's. I think one of the problem is was with the colonial America, like almost each of those games was following on from each other. And yeah. I think people got quite sick of like going back to colonial America, yeah, like seventeenth yeah. century, eighteenth century, like America, in and the Caribbean. Um, like I feel like I think the next game they should definitely do would definitely be somewhere like China or Japan. I reckon they should do Japan. Yeah, or, or China. Like, hey, like, like I mean, I know like we covered this last time, but like trying to appeal to the Chinese audiences. Maybe I saw somewhere that um, oh, what was it? Like it's called like the. War of the Three Kingdoms or something in yeah, China. Yeah. So I don't know if it's good. You know, maybe they could do that. There's also a period in um, Assassin's Creed history where it was Imperial China, and one of the emperors, I think it was like an ancient China, one of the emperors was basically manipulated by um, a Templar. Oh yeah. Into believing the assassins were going to kill him, assassinate him, and this oh, emperor. Yeah. Carried out the massacre of millions of assassins in assassin in the China, and yeah. then that's and then that's where Assassin's Creed China picks up from. Yeah, that was that one. Um, she met Ezio in it. Yeah, that's a very that's a very dark setting for like a Assassin's yeah. Creed game. But you know, my, could do it. Yeah, they could do. Yeah. Um. Oh, so Elizabethan England, right? Their excuse is basically because um, they already made Renaissance. Italy, that it could just be, we want AC2, but in uh, Elizabethan England. It's, it's crap. So, yeah. Houses on that, buildings on that big. Yeah. I mean, you, you got the Globe Theatre, but I mean. I mean, you could do a, a maybe Henry VIII period. I think if you, were, if you want to do a Tudor England setting, go Henry VIII. Yeah, definitely. They have one thing. People more know more about Henry VIII than Elizabeth, and a lot yeah. of stuff goes on in like you know tyrants, the tyranny of Henry VIII. Yeah, all these well, rebellions. Why, why not? And stuff. Yeah, maybe like the, the Templar is like Thomas Cromwell or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be fun. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Or um, what was that other fellow like Thomas More? You know, that'd be, that'd be no, Thomas really More. Thomas More's an assassin. Dra- Dragon. Well, there's a, if there's a timeline, um, I'll quickly get the timeline up. Oh, so they've they've already established that certain people were um... right, okay. So, so in the timeline for um... actually, no, um, certain time she's apparently Luther was killed by the assassins. Yeah. Why? Why did they do that? Why did they just like claim like these these historical figures were? Okay, let's look at let's look at 
mate, if you go on timeline the Assassin's Creed wiki, there's like hundreds of stuff on there. God, see, just literally they go through right. Uh, what other ones? Uh, these Luther, <laughs> Luther, yeah. Well, Martin do you know Dante? Have you, have you heard of Dante's Inferno? Yeah, the Dante, yeah. They, they've, ma- they've made out, right, that Dante was an assassin. <laughs> oh, so bloody stupid. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, I don't think we're going to go back to his fancy position after the film. The way the yeah, film they, I, I mean, I mean, it was quite an interesting subject, but yeah, I don't think they're going to go back there. I, I mean... They haven't got to do the Spanish Inquisition. They could do. I mean, Spain's had a very long history. Yeah, you know, you know, you know wars with the Moors, maybe or Normans. Like, I, I would love something to do with the. I mean, because they they're doing the Vikings, so why not do Normans now? Because the Normans went. They, they created okay, here, here, all over the place. Here we go. Fifteen fifty eight. Queen Mary I of England was killed by the assassins to free the people of England from her oppression. Oh, Queen Elizabeth I of England, successor to half-sister Mary I, was crowned at Westminster and began her rule in England with an aid of an apple of Eden. Uh, yeah, these are like... But I think that's one of the subjects 16... Um, um, that's one of the subjects 16... Um, puzzles was a thing of Lisbeth. All oh, right. All right. Uh, what other ones? Um, um, so you have the American Civil War. Yeah, that's good. I, I think I should that work. I mean, I, that'd be good, didn't it? Have it like a descendant of the of Connor. Yeah. That, that's how we can that fit in yeah. well. And maybe he's got ties to the south as well as the north, so he's torn between them. You know, yeah. Something. You know, so something compelling. And I reckon the Assassin Brotherhood in that period is probably like obviously it's ri- arisen again. So yeah, it's in control now. Like um, mm. Aztec Empire. Yeah, gotta have the the Crystal Skull in there or something. Yeah, that's definitely gonna. Would be you the, say um... like Central America, Central and South America as well? Would. What do you mean? Like, just the history of Central America? No, like, have that time period in, like, the conquistador, you know, invasion of... Uh, colonization of Central and South America. I mean... I I don't know. I I wouldn't really think it'd be a good story, because it's just like, you know... What story is it to tell? You know, the conquistadors came over, and they butchered all of the natives, you know? It's just... And they, they took all the gold, you know. It's just, what's the story? I mean, it's cruel history, but what, what's the... I don't think I, mean, I, don't think I know many, many f- famous figures for that either. That's, that's the problem, see. I mean, yeah. everybody knows uh, Cortez, but, I mean, that's it, you know. Um, Hern- Hernan Cortez, and that's it. Uh, well, World War Two now, isn't it? Oh, it's um, 1960s England. No, okay, give me that. This is such right. a stupid like, so, idea, but, like, give me The your... article says... First of all, James Bond would make a brilliant member of the Assassins. He's a fictional, char- in- he's a fictional character. Yeah. You can't have him be an assassin. So, um, this is probably written by an American. They, they don't know the difference. Um, with that in mind, why not set a game during the swinging 60s? Isn't that terrible? Terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, the 60s, you had a lot going on. You had the Cold War fear. You had 
Bay of Pigs, Cuban Missile Crisis. Then you had the Vietnam War. Yeah. You had the Swing City 60s, the Summer of Love, the Charles Manson Murders. Um, well, I mean, I, I can see, on. like, I can see, like, you know, there's, it's very eventful, but I just think it's too. Charles Manson is in Templar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just think it's too, like, too modern. Oh, do we, do we give you a good, um, some um, key fact? Some, oh, yeah. you know, Margaret Thatcher's Templar in the um, oh, Assassin, Assassin's well, Templar universe. I, I, I know this, like, one thing I remember from like, the sort of expanded, like, you know, I, I, universe, if you will. Um, Stalin, uh, Churchill, and Hitler were all Templars. Yeah, and Hitler yeah, was like that's what I remember. Hitler didn't yeah. shoot himself; he was assassinated yeah, by an assassin yeah. outside his bunker. Yeah, and he was covered right. up on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's your opinion of um of World War Two Germany? <sighs> I'm I, I'm not, I'm not going to give any more bloody attention really to what they've written they, they've I basically think, uh, said they want an assassin's creed wolfenstein game it's just it's just nah it's it's, I, it's not i just it's not gonna work yeah what what about a world war one type game a world war one i think a one world war one could work but it's, it's yeah. done a bit in syndicate wasn't it yeah in that mission um, um yeah okay all right i'll say this like I think one game I would love to like see because yeah. it's like I feel I feel like it's gonna be quite good for like an RPG kind of like setting. Yeah. Is obviously you had AC Chronicles Russia. You play as that Nikolai. Yeah. The assassin. I reckon they should remake that game, but do it like as a like a proper title, like a proper game. Yeah, that'd be Have awesome. it set in nineteen nineteen seventeen to nineteen twenties Russia. Yeah, you know you've got so many historical characters there. You can go yeah. to Saint Petersburg, um, you know Moscow. Yeah. You got well, so many other places, and it'd be cool. Like it could be like in the winter. Yeah. As well, what what what, what oh. you're explaining is basically the plot of that new uh, The King's Man, because that's basically it. Yeah, there's meant to be have a it, secret have society. It been like have it been like the Russian winter as well like oh, yeah imagine and he's wearing he's wearing like furs and stuff yeah like and like russian like, like you know one of the side missions you could do is help somebody get some loaf of bread and stuff and <laughs> you can be there through so many different events in the russian revolution like yeah. as well and also you can have awesome. like you can have like uh rasputin you know that could be yeah. like an assassin's creed character you know you can have you know you could be some you maybe um oh god in in the, in the timeline like an assassin steals an artifact from the house where the Romanov family was massacred yeah so you could play into that oh that's in the game actually because it, there's like um there's like a weapon a Nikolai has oh, right. which is like uh yeah just remake that game like but doing like Why a not, bigger man? setting put a lot of budget into it. You know, yeah. set it set it in Moscow. You could travel yeah. around Moscow, Saint Petersburg. Mm. You know, like um, something like Stalingrad or something. I can't. Yeah. They changed the names, obviously back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, have it like I, that. Like, so the um the the big gun. I mean, they they kept it like to last. Medieval Japan. I dig it. Yeah, I mean that is the most sensible one. It has it has my respect. Has my rating. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, 
that, that's everything they want, isn't it? Because that fits so well into the sort of, you know, the ethos of what Assassin's Creed um, was built on. People literally were like, um, people get, you know, people getting a bit triggered about when uh, Vikings was announced, AC Valhalla, because people wanted a Japan setting more than the Viking setting. And well, I mean, now Ghost of Tishinu is coming out. If that is like a really great game, yeah, it's gonna look like Assassin's Creed. Mm. They make a Japan medieval yeah. Japan setting. It's gonna look like they, yeah. you know, basically uh, copying from Ghost of yeah. Tishinu. Yeah. Well, you have to think it's like they don't take that long on these games. You know, what I mean, comparing them to say like you know CD Projekt Red or like these other game devs. Ubisoft, they, they develop them within, like, a, say, maximum two years. So, yeah, they theoretically, they could be working on a Japanese game as we speak. I, feel, I think they have, like, two... One department works on, like... I think one department works on Origins, another department works on Odyssey. That's ah, why right. Odyssey was, came out the year after Origins. So yeah. there's obviously one department working on Valhalla, yeah, yeah. and then one department working yeah. on, like, another Assassin's Creed mm. game. Because, I mean... I, I don't really like the, the argument that people use when they say, you know, oh, the, you, you can't have a Viking one because he's not an assassin. Well, I mean, Edward Kenway wasn't an assassin to begin with. Um, uh, in, in Odyssey, you're not an assassin. You're, you're a mercenary, yeah. you know. It's, you know, I think they've, they've got to expand, like, their, their franchise. They, I mean, they've got to, like, you know, like what happened with Origins. I mean, well, they started with Origins. They, they rejuvenated the franchise by making an RPG. You know, they've got to do stuff to keep it fresh because yeah. you, you can only bring out, you know, clones of the same game so many times without people like, you know, going, hang on, it's like, this is turning into FIFA. They, all they're doing is just changing the number, you know. Mad, like... mad, oh, Madden. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it'd be really interesting sort of to gauge what you would like. Um. Oh, I, oh, cool. I think it now. Um, what were, are those ones you like, or are there some other, are there some other ones you um, like? Yeah, so as I say, like that was from the article. Okay. The only ones there I really liked was um, hmm, maybe the idea of Civil War America yeah. and um, and medieval Japan. But I thought, hmm, I'm I'm a sucker for this idea. But one of my top like ideas for a future game would be the wild west i got it written down as well yeah yeah like you know like i don't know maybe yeah, like, i don't um... want it to be like you know, i don't want to make it look like a literally like a copying so similar to red dead yeah because the red that, dead well, and mean, the wild west so well yeah like... they, they could because i mean they could do something more something more political you know something more you know social issues like because i've ever seen the show hell on wheels i've seen a bit of it yeah, so it's like involving you know, like the what's it called? I think it's like the Transcontinental Railroad. Yeah, yeah. You know about these thousands of people that died building these railroads, all because of these like rich industrialists. You know, they could they could go into the um, these you know these. I think millionaires at the time. You know, I think I think that if they did do the um, that yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, I think they should do it. They should set it at like the, the peak of the wild the wild west. Yeah. Because yeah. what Red Dead One and Two are set are like in like the, the decline of the Wild West. Yeah. I think they should set it like round mm. 
like if you watch Deadwood, you've got like so, oh yeah, uh, yeah. you got Calamity Jane in there. You have got always uh, you know like great figures. Yeah, these um, outlaws, outlaws. Yeah, and these famous lawmen in that period. And yeah. then you know then they can be different than the Red Dead games. Yeah, like we set it like on oh, the the decline of the Wild West. It's going to literally look like it's from like yeah. copying Red Dead. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, they haven't got to essentially keep it to you know the Wild West. They no. could they could go to San Francisco. No, that'd be great. You know, yeah. um, it's a really good show. Um, I think it was called Warrior, and it was it was based on an idea by Bruce Lee. Yeah, and, yeah, I've you know, seen it. It sort of shows yeah. like how all of, like the um, <clears throat> the Chinese. Um, immigrants coming over and you know struggling to sort of like integrate and then it was all like um what were they called i think they were called like han wars or something like yeah these, like yeah. rival wars yeah in yeah. the city and like you know that's so interesting like why why not go into that um i mean obviously i also went for like feudal japan so yeah like medieval yeah, japan yeah um, yeah that's a good idea i also I, sorry um, oh, go on oh, go on go on i thought ancient rome yeah yeah I think they should do ancient Rome because it's still like, I know it's like obviously Brotherhood set in Rome anyway, but that's like a different time period. And yeah. this is like ancient Rome could be at the heyday. I've heard talk that it's going to be set during Nero's, you know, oh, reign. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be good. You know, um, yeah, you either got, that um, or Julius Caesar's reign, but I think that's yeah. already been done. That's already been covered in like, yeah, origins. I- I don't think they'll do Caesar. I, I also do something, yeah. I also think maybe English Civil War, like Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 17th century, unless you mm. want to do look at the Wars of the Roses, which is that's actually quite interesting as well. But that's more like yeah. that's gonna be more like medieval conflict and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And the other one I've got um, is the, the I've got the other one I've got is Mongol Empire. Yeah. The Mongol Empire. Um yeah. the Napoleonic Wars. And yeah, Imperial China. That's uh... oh, yeah, good choices. I um, oh, I got, I got a few more. I got Tsarist Russia slash Catherine the Great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like that was like you know essentially like the she was an enlightened. What, what did they call it? Yeah, like an, an enlightened despot. Yeah, you know. So like, oh, that'd be so there's a lot, cool. There was like, a lot of like a uh, scheme going on back then as well. Like yeah, it was very, yeah. It was it wasn't quite like a, like a, it was quite a time of unrest, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, with like the, the conflict with all the European powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were trying to take over land from the Tatars. You know, uh, expand the Russian Empire. Um, I said early Roman Empire, so like Caligula, Claudius, or Nero. Yeah. Um, Napoleonic Wars, um, Opium Wars. So, like, yeah. essentially, like, it would be set in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's good. Uh, oh, the f- uh, Spartacus and the Third Servile War. Spartacus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Third Years' War as well. Which, um, I, I, it's not really a setting, but I said a reduced present-day campaign, if any. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. I don't know, like less like emphasis on modern day. Yeah, you know. Um, I think before I think they should do all the like the settings that are like way back in history rather than go straight to like a 20th century period. Yeah, like do they yeah. should do the settings that people want rather than yeah. bringing in. They did that like, way well with Vikings. 
when yeah. Vikings is done, they probably might do maybe Japan or China. Yeah. I mean, you have to think, right, like the Viking setting of Valhalla is basically like a fan service thing. But I think if it's done really well, it could pave the way for more fantastical settings. Yeah. You yeah, know? definitely. Like, because, I mean, you've you got to think, right, all of the interesting characters that are going to appear in this one. Um, Va- Wagner, Lothbrook. Yeah. Alfred the Great. Hmm. You've got, like, King Athelstan. Yeah. It's pretty much, you've just watched the last Kingdom, oh, then that's all the um, characters there. I, I, I got a question for you. Do you think, like, no, it, this is, I got a theory, but I'm going to ask you. Do you think that this character now of Eivor is meant to be Ivar the Boneless? No. Or a- no. Eivor, sorry. No, I think he just a, he's a character that's just made up. Yeah? For the, story, for the game, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not based on any historical yeah. figure. Because, I mean, if his name's... I, th- I think they, they call him Eivor. But I think... Do you like, do you like um, these games? Like, I want Ivor the people's... Boneless is like a villain. I don't want him to like, yeah. be a good yeah. guy. It's like, fuck that. So, yeah, like... <laughs> He's always been portrayed as villains. I think yeah. like, either they have to change his name or like they emphasize that their names, like maybe they should joke that their, their names are similar or something. Yeah. Because I mean, for the, for the casual, you know, who doesn't you know, know the history, they could like get confused maybe. But um, oh, yeah, I, got, I, I got, mean. I've got one setting where they should do. What? Assassin's Creed Primal. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I see a picture. It's like he's he's like um it's like uh what's called it like cavemen wearing like Assassin's Creed yeah. hoods. So, so, so he's gonna he's gonna kill he's gonna kill Ugg from the the cave from across the river. Oh god! But the Cry did that with Primal. It didn't do well. Like it, it, it was mean, it wasn't even it was a good it, story. It was, just it, like... it was a good idea, but like <laughs> I don't I don't understand why that everything was in um proto in. Proto Indo European, like why? Why didn't they just do it in English? Yeah, yeah. It? <laughs> it wasn't. If it was in English, it would have been more immersive. I was set in like northern Italy, like with the mountain, you know, yeah, those yeah. kind of mountains. Like, oh god! Like, and how you could like you could tame any animal. Yeah. God's um, sake. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, I I got a question as well. Um, in Valhalla, what what what, would, what do you think the role of the Templars are going to be? Oh, I feel like okay. I don't feel after the Great is going to be a Templar. Yeah, I think there's going to be this because um, this council going to try and escalate this war between Viking and and um, the English. Yeah, to, I don't know, I don't know actually. Hmm. Um, unless the Templars are like Vikings. Are like these high up Viking kings who wanted to like literally conquer England. Yeah, but it's going it's going to be something. It's going to be like a piece of Eden in the game that's going to be really important. Now, I've heard yeah. stuff. I've heard stuff. Rumors that Stonehenge is going to be a playable area. So unless oh, it's going yeah. to be something hidden under Stonehenge, yeah, which probably is going to. They they hinted that there's going to be like a. It looks like a. A British warrior, you know, like Welsh, but like I hope they call him British in the game. Right, okay. You know, you're talking about Arthur in Britain. Yeah, maybe they could do like a flashback thing and look at maybe like 
I don't know, Excalibur could be like oh god, the yeah, weapon yeah, for that. Yeah, that's where or it's going to can... be a DLC, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, though. like <laughs> why not? No, why not? I mean, I don't want to see them you fighting Norse yeah. gods because that's been done before. Yeah. In, like, the so, two games. Do you think that they're going to include like the um the sons of Ragnar Lothbrok? Because I mean, yeah, you got to. It, it doesn't got look to. like it. It doesn't look like they're going to include Lothbrok himself because you know it's his death that causes the I've, the invasion. I feel like maybe a flashback at the beginning of the game could yeah. show the attack on Linda's farm. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you can have Ragnar mm. there. Oh, it could be like something that do with St. Cuthbert. Oh, yeah. That could be a piece yeah. of Eden. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the Vikings gone there, not yeah. for just because it was the yeah. nearest monastery yeah. on the coast. It was because there was something yeah. there they needed. Maybe a good little, um, like, um, thing to, you know, a little plot to make out that Ivar is evil. Because um, in history, Ivar was meant to be the one that. Um, shot King Edmund the Martyr full of um, arrows. Yeah. I think was it Edward or Edmund? I think it was Edmund, yeah. Edmund, Edmund, yeah. The king of East Anglia. So it was like, you know, why not? Why why don't they just like to to establish that he's an evil bastard, why don't they just like shoot shoot this like little old Christian king full of arrows, you know? Make a pin cushion of him. No, that's uh that's that's got I I hope they have we have more plot details come through yeah because game hasn't got released yet i don't think yeah so the 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 canon character is meant to be male in this right yes but then you can she could he can be a female as well also you can customize your characters like they did with skyrim like you can just like you can make i hope there's like a a red dead mechanic where like the beard like continues to grow that would be jokes that's like in a girl had it and it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. you shave it. Yeah, and then yeah. like maybe maybe there's like there's like um, I don't know. Maybe there's like ideas like if you're shaved, you get along better with Saxons, or if you're bearded, you get along better with uh, the Norse and the Danes. I mean, maybe that'd something be, that'd be you know, joke. But I, I heard there's going to be um, drinking contests, uh, brawls. Um, you can um, uh, you can own your own settlement as well, and you can like yeah, you can grow your settlement, which is quite cool. Yeah. And you'll be able to go compete in rap battles. What? Yeah, rap battles. What? So, the the old Norse. Oh right, Danes, okay, okay, okay. I thought yeah. you actually meant actually rap battles. Like, oh no, um, like... so, so they had this thing called flitting, oh, right, which was okay. basically like the that they they used to have right rap battles. So yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I but thought you actually said apparently... rap, rap battles. <laughs> so it's like what? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it sounds too good to be true, really—a a Viking game. But I mean, it opens See, the door to more. Uh, I'm getting it. I'm seconds. getting it for current gen right now. Yeah, but cause it may take, I might, take, I might buy PS Five maybe next year. Like, I'm not yeah. in a really rush to get it. It's a lot of games I still need to play through and stuff. Yeah, and also I've I pre-ordered Ghosts of um, Tushima, hmm. so if that's good. Then, then um, screw on the Assassin's Creed Japan setting. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm joking. Nah, I, don't. Um, I mean, I think I think it'd be quite interesting actually to to explore Japan because yeah. I'm not really I'm not really clued up myself on it. No, I, no, I want to get into it. Like, yeah, I think it'd be good to like to show how like you know 
the samurai is like these warrior noblemen yeah and, um you know because like you gotta think it's like all like these little like you know settlements like they each had their own lord and yeah fighting each other but yeah i mean um so uh, is that what you're putting your money on for um a, a valhalla dlc is doing a a king arthur sort of thing i think it would fit well to be honest yeah. because it's only like a couple of hundred years yeah. hundred years before and i think yeah. i think you can and save yeah. not doing the game based on half in britain yeah i feel like half in britain was a good concept but it's too, i think there's too small small setting to, yeah. to be yeah. like yeah. you know full assassin's yeah. creed game yeah but you they do like to kill two big, birds with one stone if you had yeah. like hmm. the maybe you know like piece of either being excalibur yeah. and it's used in like viking britain that'd be interesting it's a good i'd be a good the, twist on it like the big question is right are they going to include uh how will that and are they going to have dave coaches to play him like in the last kingdom <laughs> <laughs> i really do hope to go to wales on this because yeah why not eh? why, why not have they, some like big they, brutish welsh bastards i mean there? i mean they had okay so you obviously got the Odyssey took up the whole uh, Greek, like southern Greeks, Greece area, yeah, and that's bigger than Britain, yeah. So you, there's no excuse not to include Wales or Scotland or yeah. Ireland. I mean, I I don't know how the um uh, the ship mechanics work in this one, but I hear that it, it's not the same as uh as like Black Flag. Oh okay, yeah. It's um I hear it's more of like um. A running to and from battle sort of thing. I reckon a lot of this can be more focused on uh, Scandinavia, like settings. Yeah. Apparently, you can go to Norway. That'd be sick. That's quite good. Yeah. That'd be sick. So, so I mean, obviously, right? So they they're going to include the gods, and they so Thor, Odin, and and all that. Yeah. They, yeah. They're obviously going to include it. Like maybe like an unlockable item or like a piece of Eden could be Thor's hammer. Yeah. Or um. Or uh, or they just uh, do, or they just do like um, what they did with uh, Curse of the Pharaohs for uh, Origins. Let's do a DLC where you fight Greek gods, uh, Norse gods. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anything else? Yeah. Talk, anything we talk about with Valhalla or that? That that was a question that like, you uh, you touched upon. Um, what other cultures do you think they could uh, come in contact with? In what the game? Yeah, in Valhalla. Carolingian France. Hmm. Carolingian yeah. France. Germany, maybe. Yeah. I feel like it's... I feel like they're going to probably, like, really focus it on, like, certain locations. Yeah. But I'm psyched for this game. I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's good because, to be honest, the last two Assassin's Creed games have been pretty good to be honest yeah and they've had really like interesting like characters and yeah 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 i'm I'm looking forward yeah anything i mean oh yeah i I was gonna say the best thing like so far that's come out of valhalla is the uh odin is with us meme yeah that's it yeah yeah 
Odin is with us. Oh no, no, no! It's the meme where like Alfred the Great's like fighting with his paper, oh, yeah. and people yeah. just literally just like memed it. And, yeah, and put like funny shit on it. Like they, they were slagging it off, right? They were saying like that it looked too uh, anachronistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, why not? They want to make him look rich, so why not? Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, um finishing the, this episode here. Yeah, finish it, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's been a nice little chat. Nice little chat on Assassin's Creed, like a nice three-hour chat on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's yeah, a really good talk, a really good um, subject. Like, oh, God, I, I, lo- I love the series. Like, It's so and, good, isn't it? And it's like, it's, it's, it's just, you can learn a lot from these games. Oh, honest. yeah. I know I sound like such a, like a, a nerd by saying that, but like... <laughs> nerd! Nerd. All right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to... Uh, this episode of the Hobbit Recovery Cast. By the way, our next episode, episode seven, we're going to talk about the first phase of the MCU. So we're going to give you like, you know, our ranking of our, know, the, the favorite, our favorite games, or oh, of the films. I mean, from like top to like, you know, bottom. And um, yeah, how about how about after Reese? Oh yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. It's only it's only Great six idea. films to go through, but like. Yeah, like we want to talk about like all six to a minute. So yeah, yeah but basically we want to uh, talk about we're gonna try and talk about um the, the, you know the three phases the um Infinity Gauntlet saga before Black Widow comes out in November I think or October. Yeah, I think it's November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and we we're gonna have to do a future podcast episode on um what we would like to see on phase four like what you know film ideas tv ideas uh we want you know we want and what could possibly happen um all right uh thank you for coming on welsh uh Reece. oh thank you for having me and no worries no worries uh thank you everybody for coming uh i am reese bolton i am reese jones signing out i remember actually i'm gonna cut it out you forgot him yeah <laughs> 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 All right, cheers, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>